Hello. Hi, how are you? Stop it. Hush, hush. Sorry. Mike. Who is that? Mini Man. <laughs> Come here. I'm gonna need Phil is. Phil will be here momentarily. He's he's having computer issues again. So. I thought I was going to, but thank God. <laughs> My techno card um, self made it happen. Yay. <laughs> his yeah his his computer last week was giving him trouble. So for whatever reason he's uh. He's got two Macs. He's got an old one, and then he's got his new one. And his old one, I guess, is kind of starting to be on its way out. So, yeah, as Steven said, we're used to it. It's uh, it's Phil. No worries. So, uh, <laughs> but he was down in Tampa. Uh, Vic, who's in the chat, is saying he got to meet Phil and Casey yesterday. And he met Billy, because all three of them were hanging out, doing their thing. Um, but... He'll be here in a minute, so this is episode 99 of Snakes and Stogies. One away from triple digits. Phil is indeed slack. So um, We are joined this week by Miss Jen Davis. Um, we've been planning this episode for a while. Schedule's obviously conflicting. Um, but here we are. Anxious to jump into it because I think this is going to be a good one. Um, you being into Venomous, Phil and I being into Venomous, Phil obviously keeping Venomous. I just have my my Boiga and that's it. So um, as soon as he gets here, we will jump in. But uh, this evening I am smoking a CAO Arcana, which I have not had before. Hmm. I was actually in the process of looking up the blend before I plugged my phone in and forgot entirely. So what's been going on? Uh, same old, same old. Cleaning poop. Dealing with Tiny Dog here and his uh, <laughs> need to protect the world. That's about it. How about you? Working. Working, working. Doing this. Um, magazine stuff, you know, kind of the usual. Just trying to keep up with everything between the collection and all the other stuff. So it's uh, never ending. There's never ending. There's always, always stuff to, to do. I agree. Let's see, Andy's here, Scott Iper's here, Tim Van Eck is here, a lot of our... So we should be doing NPR versus THP for episode 100? Do like Family Feud or something? The poll was, Scott started a poll, and I, one of the things was having Raymond Hoser on the show for episode 100. Oh, dear God. Which, as fun as that sounds, I have to pass. <laughs> it's a nightmare waiting to happen. I mean, it's crossed my mind. Like, I, I won't lie. I have kind of thought about it, and it just be kind of one of those things where I'm like, the bulk of the episode is like, why are you the way you are? And trying to sort of understand why he's as high and to the left as as he is 
Um, I don't know. I can see. I mean, it, I could see interest. I mean, part of it's just kind of not wanting to like entertain that and and encourage it. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I have like there's people that have. I've talked to people that said like, you know, what he does isn't necessarily that far fetched, but it's the way he presents it and the way he brings it to the table that right. turns people off entirely. So herping in my house. Yeah. That'd be, that's, that's a good one. Sometimes it is all about presentation and how you approach. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think people are a lot more open to, to hearing an idea and stuff. Um, when you bring it to him in a sort of a calm, normal person fashion, believe it or not. Does that exist? Yeah. Not in his world. <laughs> what are you smoking on here? Your usual? Uh, my old trusty brick house Robusto. Makes me happy. And I've got a box full of them, so I might as well smoke them. So. Yeah. Those brick house are awesome. I mean, I don't think I've ever had one that I, I wasn't a fan of. They're all, I mean, for the price, they're phenomenal. They're, they got really high rated. Um, the Connecticut's awesome. The Habano's awesome. The Maduro's awesome. Yeah. I tend to have about 100 at a time and then wean myself down and, and <laughs> decide it's going to go again. I got a friend that orders a bunch at a time and he's always like, here, have more. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Let's see, Phil is almost here. What kind of dog is it? He's an abomination called a Yorkie. <laughs> He's a mutt. He's a genetic freak. <laughs> he really is. But he's cool. And he doesn't mind me dressing him up in scorpion and crocodile costumes and sweaters and... <laughs> He doesn't give a shit, so I love him. If I can keep him out of my Jameson or my Guinness, it would probably be better, but that's you know, why he's I've, a little testy. I've never been a big beer guy, but Guinness has always been one that I really liked. Yes. I got Guinness and Jameson sitting beside me tonight, So, and he keeps inching his way over to the table where he can boop his little snoot into the glass and... <laughs> Just not having it. Hi. You're late, Miss Jen. See, oh, even, the dog, even the dog disapproves, Phil. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. He hates himself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so He's a little dog. I had to switch computers yet again. How's my audio? It's a little low. A little low. All right. We'll make do. Are you using the computer mic or the... I should be. I, how about now? How's that? That's a little better. Is a your mic? Do you have your your mic with you? Yeah. You just sound far away from it. Like you just you just need to choke up on it a little more. Nah, but when you come closer like that, I can kind of see a little bat in the cave on the left side. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Catch that, Jasper. Take care of it for me, buddy. You're very welcome. I'm ignoring all your free-range herping Justin's house comments. Thank you. 
Hush. Let them talk. Uh, no, Scott, I am not afraid of the light. My light died. So here we are. Screen light only. What are you smoking tonight, Philip? Well, let me try and make this closer to me. If I can. Knock it off or you're going to Kennel Hill. How's this? Is this better? That is better. Wonderful. So tonight I'm smoking a Nova Platinum because I, I wanted to get something. I, I feel like the people that really follow the smokes that we smoke, I never I never give them anything new or exciting or or you know a change of pace. And I went like digging and I realized that I'm such a creature of habit, I have no new tobacco at all. <laughs> so I need to go store and and you know vary my palate apparently so i'm smoking this cao arcana v1 i found i went so we went to savannah yesterday there was some like harry potter themed event going on at the children's museum down there <laughs> i was supposed to help with the herb society and take some snakes down there to present and have people look at and hang out with and whatnot but that fell through because my buddy was sick who was supposed to do it with me um but we went downtown and there's a cigar shop down there and i saw these on the shelf and I typically like a lot of CAO stuff. It's usually pretty solid. I really haven't had anything that I've had any major issues with or complaints about. And nice, like right off the rip, this thing's got some pretty pretty heavy coffee. Good. Right out good, the gate. I like that. It's pretty good. And did we talk about what Miss Jenna is smoking tonight? <clears throat> we did. My usual old brick house, happy little Robustos. I dig it. I'm a creature of habit. It's good. It's very good. So what did I miss? I feel like I wasn't uh, that late. Just but... general intro stuff. This is episode 99. Like we said, it's brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons, which are the people here in the top left-hand corner. Um, give them a follow. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. They just uploaded a video um, of a trip they took in their... I think it was in Washington still, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And they did some uh, some hunting, and they did uh, a room tour. Saw a really nice big black throat monitor, and uh, it's I haven't even finished watching it. I need to finish it, but it's like a thirty minute long video, and it's awesome. So nice, yeah. They uh, they do what I do, where they attempt to go hunting for game, but it turns out to just be a lovely arm nature walk. So good for them. Either way, you win. It's a win win situation, regardless. The only problem is, is that. The seasons where you would be hunting legitimate game, you rarely find reptiles. So, like, I always wanted to, like, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. So, but the problem is, is that, at least by me, everything's like, holy crap, it's 60 degrees? What's wrong with you people? Meanwhile, the rest of the country's got snow, you know? Yep. I think our snakes are hanging out year-round down here on the coast. How close are you to Outer Banks? Well, I used to be a lot closer, so I kind of moved a little further inward. So I'm about four and a half hours now from there. Okay, not bad. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Fayetteville now, so I was in Jacksonville for the longest time. And then I decided to move here, and 
work with the military. So, yeah, Fair enough. yeah, you do. You're you're a woman that wears many hats. I do. Um, I'm on probably close to my third retirement, and I really just don't know how to sit still. So, um, I try to stay busy and stay involved and do something. Idle hands, you know. Definitely. To be honest with you, I'm so damn old that by the time I stop moving, it hurts to move again. So <laughs> I figure I'm just going to keep moving until I fucking die. Yeah, She's our good. buddy Mike Kostucki's in Wilmington. And then our good buddy Brent from Venom Life Gear is in the chat. Oh, what's up, Mr. Schultz? I talked to him earlier. Which he was the one who was like, you guys need to have Jen on. I was like, totally. And he was like, she doesn't socialize like she doesn't talk to people she doesn't like she's she she stays in the shadows i was like okay yeah then, um you know i don't i can't say i blame you and then ever especially <laughs> when it comes to venomous stuff and an ever increasingly dumb well i've worked i've worked on the view. enforcement side for so long that it was i'm always the asshole in the room um and it was just easier to keep to myself and not get involved in too much. So I don't have the sweet old lady temperament that I guess I should. Um, so it's just easier to kind of sit back. And while I was working as an active agent, it was really hard for me to just talk and explain mm -hmm. what was actually going on and give my personal views, which I normally don't have much of an issue giving, but just optics so now that i'm retired from that i can talk a little more freely well you're in a very nice. interesting position where you you're sort of you have a like a leg on each side of the fence where it's like you mm -hmm. see sort of the law enforcement side of it but then as someone who is sort of involved in the hobby to some degree or another you know you like you have a, you're in a position that a lot of people aren't and you see sides to it that a lot of people don't on both sides and it's unfortunate sometimes, and it's a gift at other times. So now with all the legislation that's coming through, I get to speak from both sides. And, you know, keeping, I've been keeping for a long time. I grew up, I got into this because my uncles had zoos. So it was literally, I've been surrounded by different types of exotic animals all my life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got to see close up how much damage could be done when they're not kept properly. Uh, how accidents can happen and how shit shows can just explode because people don't care and they're going to do whatever they want to do to begin with. And that's just the bottom line. And for the state of North Carolina, I was an agent for article 55 for the past 10 years. And I don't think people actually realize how many warrants get served in a week or in a month or in the year, because it's been, a we've tried really hard to keep things from being sensationalized and right. all over, you know, media, because we know what, what happens. Snakes right. or demons. It, it's just one of those things and everybody's afraid of them. Right. And, you know, recently we've had some things that have hit the media that were just, I, I Honestly, I was heading for my second MI, a second heart attack. It's just, it's been a lot to deal with. And it's hard because I can see there's so many 
really great people, so many smart people uh, that are out there and doing great things with these animals and these collections. And, you know, whether it's scientific or whether it's just the hobby itself, there's amazing things that are happening. And these animals give us so much, not just on a scientific level, but even on a personal level. I don't like to anthropomorphize and say that, you know, we have these significant bonds with these animals and all of this kind of thing. But honestly, we do bond with there's, yeah, you know, there's a connection it's in our it's, own minds. It's a one way connection, but it's a connection. We have our connection. You know, we think that we have that perceived connection and it, in turn, it makes us feel better. Right. So, you know, oh, yeah. what's, what's wrong with that? And my view on life is, is, you know, I don't care what you have. I don't care what you do. As long as you're doing right by the animals, that's all I care about. Yeah. And the reason that I got into being an agent was because, you know, we had that little stipulation in there in the statute that says, you know, if there's no antibiotic for them, you know, at the facility that they're going to be kept, um, if they're not AZA, if they're not with the science museum, these animals were in danger of being euthanized. The whole collections were in danger of being euthanized. I have significant problems with that. I don't care if it's a, a bunny, a cat, snakes. I don't care what it is. Nothing deserves to die because we're a bunch of stupid idiots and we just feel like we have the right to do whatever we want to. Yeah. It's yeah. just the bottom line. So I was taking care of sometimes it would be two or three animals. Sometimes it's 75 to 150 animals at a time from a seizure. And I was the one responsible for caring for those animals until it was adjudicated or we got an owner surrender and then the animals could be sent out to different institutions. And yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, a foster that paid for it out of her own pocket. The yeah, entire time. and and not to <laughs> cut, not, not to you know swerve a little bit, but I find it interesting that they would even let you because well, there's so many people that I know that are that were in similar shoes to yours on the mm -hmm. enforcement side. And, you know, they get a, a group of turtles and they're like, look, these turtles are seized. They're, they're slated to be euthanized. And it's like, no, 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 I, I'm a turtle guy. My kid likes them. You know, I'll hold on to them for you on behalf of the state. And they're like, no, 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 kill them all. And it's like, so where, where are we going? Sending a message, Phil. It kind I, of I happens. Well, one, I'm pretty tenacious and I'm a bitch. Um, so if I want something, here, here. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking fight for it. So I, I don't shut up about something when I when I want it. But I worked really, really hard for the past 30 years, literally 30 damn years of my life. I have worked really hard to build relationships with different institutions and federal and state and local agencies and working as a LEO myself or working as an animal control officer or I worked really hard. Um, to foster those type of relationships. It didn't happen overnight. And there were plenty of no's that happened until it was like, look, I I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to fight for these animals. And if I got to get loud and nasty about it, then so be it. Just Great. let me clear my throat real quick so I can make it a little louder. And you're right. There's a lot of people in the same positions um, that were more than capable of taking care of the animals and doing what doing what I did. Um, I'm not sure how I got so lucky, honestly. Um, and I do consider it lucky because I have gotten to work with some species that some people will never even see mm -hmm. outside of a television show or the, you know, that mythical, accurate, 
online little blurb about it. And I say mythical because Dr. Google just really sucks. So <laughs> I'm still doing it, even though I'm not an agent for the state anymore. I'm still doing it, private contract. So if an agency calls and says, hey, Jen, we need your help. Uh, can you come serve a warrant with us? We've got these animals here. We want somebody that can get out here so something doesn't screw up. Can you come do it? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll come do it. Just let me know. Feed me. Give me some alcohol. Give me a cigar. I'm good to go. And that's all I need. That's so um, it's been fun, but it's been heartbreaking at times, too. So, you know, not all of the animals come in in good condition. Yeah, I'm sure that part's kind of rough. It really sucks. Um, I'm grateful to have a veterinary background as a veterinary technician um, specializing in exotics. So I have a small lab here at the house. I have centrifuges and microscopes and things like that. So I can do basic things here. I have wonderful vets that I can reach out to um, and, and they help out. So, but sometimes these animals, there's just, they compensate and compensate. They're like peds patients. They compensate mm -hmm. <laughs> until they crash. And when they crash, there's not, there's not a damn thing you can do. Uh, there's not even a Hail Mary that can come with it. So thankfully that's not often, but it does happen. So I'm not going to lie. I cried my little eyes out when the, uh, I found the little Nagrasinka dead, you know, yeah. I bawled like a damn That was baby. a bummer. I was so messed up. So messed up. I liked the little guy. He was cool. He had attitude and you know, yeah. I mean, and his name was Pliskin. I mean, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's pretty clever. It's pretty cool. You know, we were building a little Capitol building to put in there and a porch. And we <laughs> oh, that's great. While, and yeah, it didn't yeah, happen. Get him, a, get him a little eye patch. Just put a little eye patch on him. No, we talked about it. I'm telling you, <laughs> we talked about it. And I'm pretty good with forceps on forceps. I, I'm pretty sure I could have put it on him to where it would have stayed long enough for a photo op. But and it's like we we make fun of the people for the little top hats and stuff, but I would totally do that with a little eye patch like that. You'd have to. You'd have to. It's so cool, <laughs> right? Of course. Get him a little Harley and put it in there, and you yes, know, yes, made him search the the Capitol building. I just yep. had so many cool plans, and yeah, they didn't work out the way I needed them to. And so. it's such a it's a shame because of the things that you went through because of the critter and the attachment that you developed with it. But it's also a fairly rare species in the yeah. States. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's the kicker. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I'd had some in my collection. Uh, spitters were my favorites for a long time. And I'd come away from it because of sensitivities and allergies and mm -hmm. all of these other problems that go along with that overexposure. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, there were a couple of spitters that came in with that particular seizure and uh, I had sent the rest of them out and he stayed with me. And I was like, you know what? He's just, he's going to stay. And uh, yeah, now he's. So, I mean, is that whole case though, is it pretty much closed it's gone. And, done and moved, it's, we've yeah, moved on? It's, it is done. Um as far as we're concerned, judgment's been made. Everything's, you know, out there. So, yeah, the animals have been all switched out. There's four different places that they went to. I kept a couple with me um, for education. And, yeah, 
And so, so everyone is on the same page. This, this cove, this spitter we're talking about is the one that was roaming this, the streets of, of what was it, Raleigh? For yes, the wilds of Raleigh is what yes. I've been calling it. So, the suburbs. It's good stuff. And it was so funny. I got so much shit for that because, you know, I love that everybody wants to rally together and go catch something when they know, you know, they hear on the news that it's out. And it really does make me feel good that there are people out there that are willing to do the right thing. However, you know, everyone was thinking that it was, you know, the six foot specimen that they were showing on the news and he was 21 and a half inches. Okay. So, wow. Going back to that, he was living underneath a double-bricked porch and foundation. And the crack that he was going in and out of so quickly, my granddaughter couldn't even fit her pinky finger in it. So, you know, I had to hear everybody, you know, I really hate an armchair fucking quarterback. Excuse me. I, I'm out there. It, it is there's, what it there's is. There's plenty of those. Yeah. I, I hate it. We're all guilty of it. I mean, we really are. I've, oh, yeah. I've yeah. done it myself. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't, but I try to be more mindful of it. But this little thing, you know, when everybody was looking at the news and watching all this drama unfold, there were two chairs that were sitting on the side, each side of the porch. They had cameras on them. So we had live cameras watching this little guy do what he was doing. All right. I got shit for putting down glue traps. Every time somebody would get close, he would scoot right up in between mm -hmm. those bricks again. All right. So I just said, you know what? I got mineral oil. We've got access to everything that we need. Let's just lay down the glue traps and sit and smoke and talk shit while we wait for him to dump onto the glue trap. So we mm -hmm. were watching the entire time, you know, and everybody's like, ah, da, da, you know, but he goes on to it. I get him off of it before we even leave you can see me with my hands in there you know putting it down you know i'm soaking the gauze strips that we're cutting with the mineral oil and i'm sitting here and i torture myself by reading all of the comments underneath the news when they're showing this and it's like yeah that's, I, that's anytime i see a headline she's or anything like that. she's you know why would she it's dead it's dead why would she put her hands in there well first of all you fucked hard its head was glued down to the bottom it couldn't spit at me i, I mean I look stupid. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I have a tiny IQ, little bit, where I know to keep the spitty, you know, bitey end away from me. So, you know, we worked with forceps. We did everything. He was off the glue before we even got home. He regurgitated this huge decays. <laughs> it's almost the size of him. I'll have to send you guys the pictures because it was hilarious. I get home. I'm opening the bucket. And I'm like, okay, guy, you're going to go. And I look down and I'm like, oh, shit, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's a decays. It hasn't even started to rot yet. That's awesome. So that big meal that he had in his stomach that everybody was saying it was a bird, it was this. It would have had to have been the tiniest baby hummingbird in order for that little turd to have eaten it. He was no bigger than my pinky finger and 21 and a half inches. So that was the decision that we made to get him out of there. So, because they were starting to say, well, you can shoot it if you see it and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, they made that mistake with the iguanas in Florida. Yeah. I'm like, not today. Oh, you see him kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the brightest idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Let's just send a bunch of morons out with guns 
around concrete and all kinds of shit in a tiny little neighborhood where everybody and their mother's out gawking. I think it's brilliant. Let's let's go with that plan. Um, it's birth control at its finest. You know, if they're dead, they can't breed anymore. But <laughs> problems that sort themselves out. Oh, man. Remove all the warning labels. Um, but I mean, yeah. it, it was what it was. Uh, I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did, that RPD was really good about listening to me and, you know, asking everybody to move back and keeping everybody off the scene. And just because there was so much going on, so much foot traffic, so many vibrations, things like that, that that little guy was looking for a place to go. He was mm -hmm. looking to get out of Dodge and find a new homestead. And if he'd have done that, we'd have been SOL for, you know, God knows how long until another incident or he popped up back up again. So, you know, I can't please everybody. And to be honest with you, I really don't give a shit if I do or not. Um, as long as the animals don't have to suffer for it, everybody else can suck it. Yeah. And that's the issue with, with news stories and headlines like that. You know, I don't, I don't read the comment section on those articles cause it's almost always just infuriating people that have no idea what they're talking about. Tell them, you know, how it should be done and how they should be handling this. And, oh, you should just kill it. Like, why does somebody own that? This, you know, all that, the usual comments. You know, there's always stuff. somebody out there that's got more skill. There's always somebody out there that knows more. We can always learn. Um, mm -hmm. I hate the word expert because it has that connotation to it that you have nothing left to learn in life. And yeah. whether I'm teaching medical or I'm teaching, you know, an identification or working with anybody, my biggest spiel to them is, you know, I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me. You might have a way that's far more efficacious, you know, that's way easier, better. And that's great. And I want to see what you've got. Uh, all I ask is that you listen to what I've got, too. And maybe we can come up with something together where we can build a better protocol or a better technique. And I think in this industry, in this hobby, we've got too many egos that think that they have the answers to every damn thing that goes there. And it's more about the ego than it is the actual animals themselves. Especially in venomous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be you, really nice about what I'm you, saying. Do you think the individual, like it, the whole thing wouldn't have blown up as much if that person had not had as much of a following as they did. Do you think it would have flown under the radar a little more? No, this one was bound and determined to go so. regardless. Um, it didn't matter. I asked for the media to be pushed back as far as possible to keep off the street. The problem was, I think that the social media, God, I'm trying to be so sweet about this right now. Say what you want to say. We don't care. All right. If you guys yeah, do, yeah, speak, speak freely. I mean, it's prime time. So I, I think if it hadn't have been for the overinflated ego and Insta fame and all of these other things that go along with it, I do think that it may have been a little bit less than what it was. Mm -hmm. But the fact that there was a loose spitting cobra in a residential neighborhood, and then we found out that it had been out for seven and a half months that just really set it seven ways from Sunday. So when we first, when I first got involved with this, um, as an article 55 agent, I got contacted when there was the incident with the envenomation with the bike. 
And so we did the inspection. Well, my thing is, is I'm fair. I, I, everything doesn't have to be perfect. I don't hold you to my standards. I hold you to what the state has their standards set at. Right. So we go in, there's 29 venomous that are there. The enclosures were phenomenal. They were great enclosures. There were a couple of things that were in Sterilite containers. Um, I don't have a problem with Sterilites being used. I use them for transport. But they still get taped up and locked. But I don't keep a Lapids in them as a general rule of that's where they're going to live. Because if I can fit my fat ass pinky through it with no effort whatsoever, <laughs> that little bastard's going to get out of it. So, you know, I made a couple of recommendations. Hey, why don't you put those in one of the empty locking enclosures? He did everything that we asked him to do. The room was escape proofed already because we didn't know what had happened before. And I made a point of asking, hey, have you had an escape or an attempted escape? You know, is that why the room is, is sealed off so well? No, 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 absolutely not. We just wanted to make sure that we were doing everything that we were supposed to do. The only thing that wasn't there was a written escape plan. And there was no way I was going to seize animals off of not having a written escape plan. It takes five minutes to write down a written mm -hmm. escape plan. Five yeah. minutes, you know, and I thought that that was a reasonable thing to do because everything looked phenomenal when we were when we were there. So but, you know, dial down three months later, a little less than three months later, this comes up. I get a call from one of the animal control officers going, hey, can you identify this? Is this what I think it is? And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it is. And we got a problem. <laughs> That's and it was Monday night, you know, it was a Monday night. And I was like, I'm not coming up. It's two hours away from me. I said, I'm not coming up tonight. There's nothing that we can do. Just put somebody out there, keep people from going in. Don't let it hit the news so that everybody and their mother's yeah, out there yeah. molesting somebody's yard and taking a chance on somebody getting hurt or the snake getting hurt. So Tuesday morning, I go up, we go into the briefing and I'm like, okay, take me to where the snake is. And they're like, nope, we're seasoned animals today. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's good. So go back just a little bit. That night, we knew it was two tenths of a mile from where this individual was. And we had an inventory. And those things were on the inventory that we had had when we went when there, the bite was there. The officers go to the house that night and they get told, no, they got sold. No, it wasn't his. All of this. They leave the house and they're texting me saying, you know, this is what we found. This is what's going on. He has extra animals and they're not in the proper enclosures. We'll deal with that later. And I was like, okay, lo and behold, I get a call from him saying, Hey, Miss Jen, it was my snake. I just lied to the officers. What happens now? I said, you open the fucking door because they're coming back. That's what's happening. So I'm texting them to turn around and go back. So that night they wanted to take everything. And I was like, no, there's no way we're taking everything in the middle of the night, this is what's going to happen. So I get there the next morning and they say, all right, you're going to the animals. We'll keep somebody locked down on the other side. We'll keep an eye on. So I sent one of my guys, Matt, over there to keep an eye on that because I'm having to drive two hours yeah. each way to try and get back and forth. So we spent that day packing up 74 venomous. So it went from 29 venomous to 74 venomous. In less than three months. And 38 of them were in non-locking, non-taped, non-sealed, half of them not labeled containers. That was a problem for me, especially when I go into great detail over yeah. what's going on. Yeah, so it doesn't take much to put a piece of masking tape with 
some writing on it, at, at, to say the least. No shit. I mean, yeah. even a Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It ain't got to be a pretty little label. It's just got to say. And Article 55 is so vague, and it's such an issue for us here. And, you know, I know a lot of people are happy with it because it is so vague, you know. It does list, you know, what species it covers, the top five constrictors, top five big constrictors, crocodilians, and venomous. And basically all it says is we just have to have Latin name, common name, source of antivenin, a first aid, envenomation type protocols, and then a written escape plan. Locking and escape proof. There is no definition for a lock. So it doesn't say that it has to be a keyed lock. So guess what falls under Sterilite containers that lock on the top. The only caveat to that is, is, is not escape proof. Now I'm not talking about the hefty ones that have the four locks on each side. And, you know, I've got those. I mean, hell, I use those for some of the quarantined animals. Those are great. I can't fit my pinky fingers through them. Yeah. If a king snake can't escape from it, guess what? It's a pretty good idea that it's going to be okay for you, at least right. for temporary measure. The problem was, is that, you know, Everybody wants to bitch about, I, I got the whole rigmarole. We didn't do our job the first time. If we'd have taken him when he got bit, then this wouldn't have happened. Well, lo and behold, we didn't know that that had already, you know, occurred. We were lied mm. to about it. But the problem is, is that everybody can make shit smell like a rose for at least 15 seconds while they're spraying the spray. All right. But that smell starts to seep back out again and it takes a little bit of time for it to happen. It sucks on the enforcement side to give that extra measure and to give that little bit of trust and say, hey, you know what? You're yeah. not quite on the money, but let us help you get you where you need to be. We want you to, you know, for the most part, you're doing everything right. So let us help you figure this out so that you can be a better keeper, that you can be more organized, that you can, you know, do better by your animals instead of just overreaching and jumping in and just taking everything out because then everybody loses their damn minds over that too. Yep, but you are you are a blessing and an anomaly, my dear, because there's a lot of enforcement agents. It's like, oh, you have 72 hours to correct this. Otherwise, you lose your license because they're not animal people. They're just, you know, they're paid to enforce the law and not enjoy animals. You know, they don't. I care. will help you fix that shit while I'm yeah. there. Right. And that, I mean, that's why you're awesome. <laughs> it's just the thing. And believe it or not, you're right. There are enforcement agents out there that are like that, you know, but the thing about it is, is that that's not something that they're used to. And that's one of the things that I do with my company is I offer these classes to law enforcement, uh, first responders, EMS, fire. It, it doesn't matter who it is. If you want to learn about what's going on with this, or you want to learn how to actually read the ordinance or the statutes properly, you know, I have no problem coming in and I, I don't charge them to come in and do that because I know what it's like to not have that type of education. And yeah, a lot of these smaller yeah. agencies, they don't have the budgets for the equipment that they need much less or raise much less pay for somebody to come in that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because let's face it, there's plenty of them out there that go out and do this. And then the officers are so much worse because they absolutely learned nothing um, and I just, I can't have an officer going in and somebody's got a rack. You know, we had another case where somebody had a, a rack and they had the 20 long sliding totes that were in there. And this melamine rack from all the humidity and everything else 
well, the shit festering and the methane going up. Ugh. I can slide my hand across the top and get inside of it. And there's a lapids in it. Jesus. One had two full grown puff adders in the same container. None of them were labeled. A few of them that were labeled, uh, the Javan spitters were labeled as mole king snakes. There were no safety protocols. There was so much fucking dust and dirt and nastiness in there. Casper could have slid across it and left the fucking trail. I mean, it was that <laughs> disgusting. That, that fucking that's disgusting. Good. That's good. You know, and the state of the art Cayman enclosure was a sterilite tub with a half ripped screen on top of it. And the light, the light was genius. The fire marshal almost had a heart attack over it. I thought we were going to have to put an AED on his ass. It was one of the, one of the lights hanging inside of a plastic fucking uh, laundry basket. Right. I wish I'd have thought of it. Cause I want to make a whole fucking room like that. I want to be that that's, far. That's some redneck ingenuity. As an expert scientist, you know, and that's what the community viewed him as. I mean, it was just, we have this sick <laughs> bullshit meter that doesn't work when we're dealing with Facebook and Insta celebrities and things like that, because all that glitters is evidently the best gold in the world. And we just take it at face value because they amass all these people and they end up getting, you know, a few folks that actually have some seniority in the field that endorse them without yeah. ever even going to their fucking house and seeing how they're doing things. Yeah. And, and we've talked about those types too. And we've mentioned before, like it seems to me, at least from the comment section of a lot of the videos, be it TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram, YouTube, whatever, a lot of the people that are watching them aren't people that are really even in the hobby. They're just people that see the guy with Cobras. 100%. Mm -hmm. And they're just there to, to watch the car crash, as we say. Yeah. You know, well, like, that they, first one that we had, that first one that was, you know, several years ago um, that got bit by King Cobra, there was a huge backlash over that one because he was the scientist. Yeah. He had all these yep. permits. He had everything that he needed. First of all, the state of North Carolina don't about that one. fucking oh. permit for exotic venomous. They never have. Some of your cities, your municipalities might do that. But the state has never issued a permit for you to have exotic venomous snakes. And it just, it, it eats my ass alive. But so many people were just tuned in on that. And he was doing such great work and all. Mm -hmm. Actually, got death threats over that one. I got so pissed off, I put my fucking personal address on Facebook and said, bring it. Because I was just tired of it. And then the sheriff called and told me I had to take it down because they weren't <laughs> going to clean up the mess that was going to be made when they came. So... I just, I get tired of it. And that's one of the reasons that I kind of, I don't hide. I just don't socialize with a bunch of idiots yeah. because it's not worth it. And, you know, the past four weeks, I've made it to three shows by three different promoters. And I've actually gone out in public and I've been nice to people and I've talked with people and it has been nice to see, but it's also sucked because I get to see the shady side of shit again sometimes. And I'm going to tell yeah. you, we as keepers, um, we as vendors, you know, we're going to have to step it up. <laughs> we're going to have to step it up because, you know, there are always UCs. There are always somebody in there that's watching and asking these questions and paying attention to every little thing that's done. And I can't tell you, we had a venomous show here in North Carolina, which this has been the first one that we've had in North Carolina. 
And I actually worked behind the table with a friend of mine. And I can't tell you how many people came up talking the same shit. Well, we have a, we have a, you know, they're asking them, where do you live? Is it in your ordinance? Is it legal for you to keep there? I need to see, you know, license, proof of age, you know, where you're at, which I was happy about. But these guys are going, no, I have a state license to have exotics. Weird. And then that vendor would be like, yeah, Jen, can you come here for a second? And I'm like, fuck. You know, so I walk over and I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? What kind of questions do you have? And it's like, they say they have a state. And I was like, no, the fuck you don't. <laughs> At this point, I just, I don't have a nicer way to say it. No, you don't. I mean, come on. So and you should like, have messed with them and said, let me see it. Yes, I did. I asked for it. I don't bring a copy of that. Well, bitch, don't you have it on your phone? Everybody else keeps important fucking it's documents. on my wall. I didn't bring it with me. It's what a fucking smartphone's for, right? Every permit, every license, every medical credential, everything I've got is on this damn phone just in case I need it if I'm out somewhere or something happens. I know I'm not the only one that does that. You know, and sometimes people are so proud. They're like, yeah, I got this license. I got an endangered species permit. I've got this. I've got that. You know, look, you know, here's what it is. And if you're going to sit there and argue with me over it and then tell me how to, how do I know? And then I'm like, look, bitch, I've been doing this for 30 years. I just retired as a state agent. And if you'll give me your name, I'm more than happy to call Fish and Wildlife. I'm more than happy to call Animal Control in your county. I've got everybody's home numbers. Why don't I give them a buzz and see where your name's at? Better yet, let me look you up in the system. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> Get to step in, heifer. You know, <laughs> there was a there was a guy by me who he was a sleazeball, ball, bona fide South Florida scum, and he had so much experience from over the years. I mean, crocodilians, large constrictors, venomous. But he, he was twenty two. <laughs> No, no, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, he had been like keeping he since he was, he's been, he's 22 and been keeping for. I love it when years. I say this that. Is, 22. Yeah. Was, I'm like, I got pubes older than you. I, you can't be fucking. <laughs> Jesus. So, well, this is what got me, though. So, this guy has all this experience. He has all these connections. He has an amazing collection. He cared for his animals, but he was just one of those guys that's like, fuck the system. So, he actually photoshopped. All his licenses, aka fuck everybody else too. Yeah, so so basically he photoshopped all his licenses. So anytime he'd buy something, he would you know slip them. Get here, here I was copying my license. Here's a copy of my license. Oh, you need a class one AZA license for that in Florida? Oh, no problem. I have that here. Oh, oh, you got an extra baby elephants you want to sell? Uh, you know I can't afford it right now, but here's a license just in case. So it came a time when the Florida Fish and Wildlife was 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 hunting him. And he would move from house to house to house like every three, four months. And he actually wound up living around the corner from me. He's like, dude, he's like, don't you live over here? And I was like, yeah, he's just come on over, check out these new Morlets Crocs I got. He's got them in like 55-gallon fish tanks in the garage, like shady shit. But I never understood why would you want to stay on the lamb, you know what I mean, when you could spend, spend 100 bucks and just get a real license. Yeah, I I don't get it. I mean, it yeah. really isn't that many extra steps. I mean, I, I do understand. understand the bureaucracy. You know, the government never moves at light speed. I, I do. Yeah. And I know in some areas there's a lot of bullshit, red tape, and, and sometimes it is who you know. But for the most part, if you're legit and you're doing things the right way, it's not that hard to get what you need. 
And ultimately it comes back to the animals paying the price for it, you know? 100%. And I don't have sympathy for anybody that's, you know, screaming, they don't want the government in their house. They don't want anybody doing inspections. They don't want this. They don't. Look, I've been open to inspections by federal, local and, and fucking state all my damn life. They can show up at any time. My only ask has been when my cameras pick you up in the drive, just give me long enough to get a fucking bra on and you can come in the damn door or I'll give you the code if I'm not home. But just that's all I ask because, you know, it is what it is. And it's a privilege to keep these animals. It's a privilege for me to have a house full of fucking guns and ammunition. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege for me to be able to sit here and have Guinness and Jameson sitting right beside me right now and a fucking cigar and to lay in my fucking recliner while I'm doing it. Yep. It's not an inherent fucking right. I understand that we all believe we have the right to do anything that we want to, but unfortunately the sad reality is we don't. So why not just go ahead and just put the extra step in it and say, all right, I've got nothing to hide. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And ultimately it's better for everybody. In all honesty, if everybody would reach out to their local law enforcement, local animal controls, you know, local fish and wildlife and open up to them and be like, Hey, you know, if you want to come by, you want to talk shit about animals, you want to see what's going on, you want to get some hands on, you want to learn, you want to do anything like this, man, I'm more than welcome. I'm more than happy to. Matter of fact, let me contact, you know, emergency responders. Let me let me get my stuff in the CAD so that if something happens, if there's a fire, if there's a tornado, you know, it, during hurricanes, we flood. Yeah. Why don't we just let them know this is what they may be walking into or if they find it at someplace else, I can be a resource for them and I can help them. Sure. Why not just be the better person? Why do you have to be a shady asshole? <clears throat> well, all can, the I, time? can I play devil's advocate for a hot second? Please give it to me. All right. So I agree with you 110 percent, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to public safety in terms of first responders. And, you know, a firefighter doesn't have to walk in because you, you know, you burned your oven only to find out that there's a house full of cobras. Like, I, I totally understand that. I grasp that. But I do have a friend who has probably around 100 venomous in mm -hmm. a beautiful facility, and he had a firefighter friend, and the, he was showing the firefighter friend. The firefighter friend's like, oh, man, this is awesome. I got to tell the guys about at work about this. And two days later, he had four fire engines, two ambulances, and a chief's truck show up at lunchtime because they all went to the entire station went to lunch together because it was a slow day. And now he has 30 firefighters at his house trying to go in and see things and touch things. And they start telling everyone else. Then a couple days later, Channel 7 News. A couple days after that, Channel 5 News. And now all of a sudden he is a spectacle because one firefighter who was excited and happy about it made him look like deadly cobras in your neighborhood, you know, which and it, it backfired miserably. So no, I can I can totally That's just grasp, the media bidding no. media. But it wasn't the, it wasn't that. necessarily the media. It was all those firefighters were like, "Oh wow, this is really cool." But holy shit, this guy's crazy. I need to tell everyone to stay away from him, and it that's blows why, up in this thing. That's why you sit down with brass and make arrangements and get things. I've lived in it. Trust me. I moved to Johnston County. You know, it was like my sixth marriage, and I moved to Johnston County and. You know, I sat down. The first thing I did was I went to the local fire department and they flat out looked at me and they said, we will put gasoline on that bitch before we do anything. Jesus. And I said, OK, that's nice. Fuck you very much. You know, so and my neighbor was a volunteer firefighter and deathly afraid of fucking snakes, deathly afraid of them. 
but he got his department and his chief to come out and they're, you know, mutual aid. So they came out and they were like, that's not a problem, Miss Jen. If something happens, we got you, you know, but we did it the right way. So I do agree. It does make things. My whole neighborhood doesn't know what's going on over here, but the immediate neighbors know exactly what's here. The sheriff's department knows what's here. You know, I go through and do the best that I can, um, but I make it, this is not a petting zoo and I don't turn it into a petting zoo. So if I go in a fire department, because I teach for law enforcement, fire departments and all of that stuff, if there's like four or five of them, I got plenty of room for you guys to sit on the big comfy, you know, sectional recliners downstairs. I'll pop in the PowerPoints and everything and you guys can look at the animals here and that's fine but I'm not going to have a house full of people and a revolving door of everyone coming in and out. So I, I get that point of it. What I do is I make appointments to put on presentations at their departments. So, you know, that's the way that it is. They can make appointments to come in. So, and I do wish a news truck would show up on my damn doorstep. I really do. Cause y'all going to see something on the news. It ain't going to be my snakes though. It's going to be me showing my ass because that is an invasion of privacy. So, I'm glad that you brought that up. I'd have got to it eventually, but yeah. And I'm glad that you, you clarified about talking to, to brass. And I mean, by brass, I mean, for those of you who are unaware, she's talking about, you know, supervisors and, you know, management, so to speak. So decision makers, decision makers. And I, I, I like that idea. I do. I just, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that you clarified because I know there's a lot of people that have shared my friend's sentiment of, right. I'm not, I'm not fucking telling a soul because it's just going to backfire. You know, we right. have a we have a local newspaper by us that uh, is definitively anti critter, if you want to call it that. And uh, once a year, usually in February, they post an online article on the front page of their newspaper, basically saying, "Are there dangerous animals in your neighborhood?" And it has a list of every single license holder in the state. And when you click that person's name, it pulls up Google Maps. Here's a list then, of your local Satan worshipers. And not even that it is when you pull up, when you click the name, it tells you how long they've been a license holder, their full address, their phone number, and all the species that they're licensed to keep. Now, see, I've got issues with that. And when we're fighting here for a reg even just a registration system to be put into the CAD, you know, the caveat that we talk about when, when I'm presenting that is this is only available to bona fide emergency personnel in an emergency situation. This sure. is not open to the public. This is not, you know, to be disclosed to the public. It's not, it, it's not part of the public information act. So they can't go down to the local animal control and pull up, you know, who in the, who, who here has, you know, bit us, who here has, you know, any type of a lap or whatever have you. So that's one of my biggest fights because it's nobody's damn business. Not as far as the general public goes, it creates more of a danger. But when it comes to first responders having to deal with it, yeah. that particular household, sure. I do believe that a current inventory does need to be kept and, and upheld because of the incident that we just recently had to go through. There was no current inventory. You know, we had an escape. It wasn't reported. That's where I, I ride that line. You know, it's, it's one of those things. If something in my room anything happens, my, my inventory gets updated the minute something new walks through that door. Matter of fact, if I know I'm going to pick something up, I go ahead and change my inventory sheets before I even go pick it up and have it posted. So when I get home, all I have to do is just put them away 
and just put the labels on there. So it's mm-hmm. done. But I'm anal retentive, OCD, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just I feel like I have to be above what everybody else is because I'm not a hypocrite. So if I have to testify in court, I can't testify to something if I'm substandard my damn self. I just can't do it. It's one of of those things. To me, it's not even that. It's just the fact of like how bad would you feel if you had a fire or something and and EMS or fire came in and someone got hurt because you were – you didn't have a label on something and or something got loose and you know it just i'd i'd feel horrible if that believe it or not some people don't give a shit they just don't care they don't have a conscience they it's oops my bad well, so, in the case of an escapee if someone in my neighborhood or some kid that was you know out in the street playing around whatever got bit i would feel like even more of an asshole you know yeah, but you're a, you're an upstanding human being <laughs> no, I'm an asshole, but I'm an honest asshole, and there's a difference. So yeah. I appreciate it, but it's just I've made mistakes. I've done stupid shit. I mean, I can't say I've not done, you know, I've not made plenty of egregious errors in my life, you know, but the biggest thing is is I learn from it and I move on from it and I try to make it better. It's you know, if you know better, you do better. And it's not that hard, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I don't have sympathy for those that give an excuse every time I turn around that they can't do this or they couldn't handwrite a label or they couldn't, you know, go to the library and pay 30 cents to print out a two page damn shit show law that we have or look up on their phone what muni code was, you know, what the ordinance was, the local ordinance was in their area. I get messages all the time going, hey, can I have this here? Can I have this in a place I'm looking at going here? You know, knowing damn well, most of them probably already have it any damn way. And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me look it up for you real quick since you can't. And uh, here, here's it. Here it is on there. Well, can you tell me? Nope. Hold on. I'll screenshot it for you. Absolutely not. You can't have it there. Yeah. Oh, OK. You know, and there are people that won't even talk to me because they're like, oh, she's going to tell. No, I, I don't give a shit. But if I got to show up on your doorstep. And I've already told you that it's illegal for you to have those animals and you go ahead and get them anyways. And I'm the one that they call to be there and it has to go to court. Sorry. I mean, yeah. 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 If I got to write an affidavit out or if I got to testify, then, you know, yep. They asked. Yep. I told, well, did you go out and check? No, it ain't my fucking job to, you know, culpability lies on, us, you know, to find out what those laws are. And I'll always help. If if somebody calls or somebody sends me a message, I got no problem looking it up. I really don't. It might take me a couple of hours or a day if I'm busy teaching or, or working, but I don't have a problem looking it up because that's what we're supposed to do for others, you know? But sometimes yeah. it sometimes it is a little especially when they've got the capability to do it their damn selves. They just want sure. to know. You know, they just yeah. want somebody else to do it. That always reminds me of, and I'm guilty as hell of this, so I'm a definitive hypocrite when I say this, but it always gets me when it's like, you spent $1,000 on this beautiful, rare snake, and you're keeping it in a $5 sandwich Tupperware. You know? And, like, I, again, we, we're all we're all guilty of it to a certain extent. You know, we use delis a lot for a lot of things, but... Right, right. You, you spent all this money. And, and you did this, you did your homework and you, you, you got training and whatever it is. And you're keeping it in a fucking plastic shoebox. I mean, you know, Class, at, least, at least, at least, at least make sure your holes are tiny. It's taped and labeled, right? 
Right. But even those tiny holes can cause a big issue. So right. let me, so four years ago this February, when I transport mine, they're in the Sterilite shoe boxes and I drill the tiniest holes I can in it. All right. And they all have to be evenly spaced and all this bullshit. So I teach this for a living. I preach this for a living. I was in a pissing contest with the guy I was seeing at the time and I'm packing them up to teach a veterinary con ed class. And finally I just get in a hurry and I'm pissy and I'm doing the female thing. So I just snatched the box up, pick it up and put it up in front of me. And I put my hand over one of the holes. I took a hit from an Atrox through a teeny tiny hole, one fang. It cost me over $300,000, three days Jesus. in ICU and 18 vials of Crofab because I couldn't control my hormones and my pissiness for five minutes to take the time to do it. And it's something that I've not done before, but it was my mistake. It was my fault. Thankfully, I've got, you know, my plans are rock solid. <laughs> I was at the hospital. It's three miles away. I was at the hospital in 10 minutes of the bite. Within 20 minutes of the bite, I had six files of Crofab flowing in. Within 45 minutes, I was on a critical care bus on my way to Greenville where Sean, Dr. Bush, was waiting for me so I could get the care that I needed. And it was wonderful that it worked out that way because I have cardiac conditions. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I'm allergic to venoms. Yeah, so I had already started my IV here. I had already pushed <laughs> diphenhydramine, which is Benadryl. Um, had already started that before we even got to the hospital. And but I ate it. I sucked it up. You know, Ray Morgan. I had talked to Ray. I love Ray to death. And I said, Ray, this is you know what happened. You know, and this is what's going on. He's like, Well, when you feel a little better, would you mind putting it up on the venom interviews? And I was like, No, I got no problem admitting I was wrong. You know, it happened. I fucked up. Um, it can happen to anybody. I just didn't expect it to happen to myself, but it was my own fault. And um, yeah, so I ate crow and wrote up a thing and said, this is what's going on and even posted a little picture and it is what it is. So I'm not standing on my high horse saying that, you know, a bite can't happen an escape can't happen. This can't happen. It, it does. It, it can. It really can. And it's happened to a lot of us but we need to be responsible, own up to our mistakes and grow from it and lying about it and telling the public something different and making excuses and blaming it on everybody else. That's where I, that's where I have the problem with it. If I fuck up, I'm I've got balls enough to say it's on me. I did it. I was wrong. And if I just, someone, if someone gets bit, do you guys have to go and investigate like look at the room and stuff after that? If it's reported um, and animal control, uh, police department, it depends on who animal control falls under. Um, most bites get reported to the health department. Um, they'll call. And if they, most of them, it's only mammal bites that they give a shit about, to be honest with you. But okay. when somebody says a call comes in and they say, you know, somebody's been bit by mamba, somebody's been bit by king cobra, somebody's been bit by, you know, a gaboon viper. Typically, somebody's going to go out there and want to see what's going on and where these animals are. And hopefully you're in an area where your animal control or your police department has some type of knowledge and they know when they can call somebody or the right people out there. And they know what they're looking at when they go out there. So they just don't 
become fear mongers and overreach mm -hmm. and decide that we don't want that here anymore. We don't yeah. need that here anymore. Somebody needs to come take them. Well, if you don't have an ordinance against it, guess what? Can't take it. Uh, if they're keeping to the bare basic of what Article 55 asks for, still can't take them. Yeah. You can't. I mean, accidents happen. So, but if they're posting on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram where they're free handling or, you know, they're kissing the back of their heads or doing something stupid, that might be a little bit different because it's real easy to look at that as reckless behavior. <laughs> And what's what's kind of goofy about that is the people that I see that free handle and don't have huge followings are under the impression that they're not causing the problem. You know, to they're not they're not being watched. If everybody's being watched, all right, everybody's being watched. If it goes out on the web, it's always there. If you've got a picture flashing titties, ass, you know, you're giving a goat shot. It is always going to be there. I don't care if you delete it. I don't care if you think you've, you know, done your best to ghost it. There is always going to be a way to retrieve that information. Always. And for everybody out there who's, you know, posting all of this crap and, and, you know, they think that it's just this great thing. They're the next great, great hope of wildlife warriors that are going to have the next best television show out there and be these huge celebrities and do so much for these animals it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And they're watching and they're compiling and they're putting all of this shit together. When the bites make the news, guess what? That shit hits the lawmaker's desk. It, it really does. It hits legislation, their assistance. They've got people that they pay to go out and look for specific information. It is what it is. And if everybody wants to continue to feed it, then by all means feed it. But I don't want to hear a fucking word or a tear fall when yep. you're the one that helps slam that nail in the coffin. It's just, yeah, but I think, I think I agree with you 110%. I think that a lot of the people that have the bazillion followers, they have, it's not that they don't care about the animals that they keep. If they lost their animals, Ooh. it's no skin off their back. They already got their money. They got other businesses to do. They have side hustle. And that's why they don't care as much as measly old little me who I don't do any of this stuff. And I only have X amount of followers and that is irrelevant. It's the fact or they'll that turn right around and get another batch. They'll, they'll get yeah. another collection and exactly. it's just, it's disposable. Yes. And that's where I have the problem with it. These animals are not disposable. <laughs> they're just, they're but people props. do that with I mean, dogs in the and eyes of that stuff. They're, they're props. Yeah. That's exactly. it. That's all they are, you know, and some people go, you know, the opposite side. They're their pets. They're this, they're that. I make it a point to say that my animals are educational tools. They're, they're used for education. Now, make no mistake. I will tap to in anybody's fucking head that tries to come near them to harm them. I love these animals. I talk, I baby talk them. <laughs> it is everything I can do to let shit sit for two days so that my poor intern can have something to do in that room. You know, it, it's, I do. I, I love them. I absolutely love them. I cry my eyes out when one of them dies. You know, I get worried when they're sick. They get care. You know, I, I get it. It's just, it's the optics of using the word pet or the optics yeah, of using yeah. the word, you know, it's, I've had to learn to play that dance, to do that dance, but make no mistake. I do let everybody know just how much I care about these things, you know, 
if we're in a public venue and I'm teaching and, you know, one of the Kothia, because they always do, they want to write, fuck you, mom, or, you know, in their shit across <laughs> the acrylic in the middle of it. And of course it smells to high hell and back. So I'll pause class and tell people they need to leave and exit the room. And there's always a couple that want to stay. So they got to stay on the back end with the door open so they can get out if something happens. And I remove them instantly. They get a bath. They get run through diaper wipes. Their their enclosure gets cleaned out. And then they go back in and then class resumes all over again. And I know plenty of people that would let them sit in that shit, you know, the entire time because, yeah. and I get it. I just, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a compromise to where we can just be better. We can do better. We can just get our collective asses together and be responsible. And I think part of it is, is that we don't call people out on it. We don't call each other out on it. We don't have to get on there and be like, look, you fucked hard or look, you asshole. We can be like, hey, bro, you know, look, I see this is what's going on. How can I help you fix this? How can I help you make it better? Or this is kind of bringing a negative light to this. So I think, you know, and if you need help, I'll help you. And not everybody's going to accept it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But that ego, that ego is going to bury everything. Yeah. It, it's just going to bury it. And I've got just as much to lose as any other keeper does. Mm -hmm. I, I'm no exception. I don't have any gifted, you know, reciprocity or I lose mine too. If we lose, if we lose the ability to have venomous here in this state, I'm not safe from it either, you know, and I've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this. And I have fought for people that really don't deserve to have the right to do this. Yeah. And I've fought for a lot of really awesome people. Yeah. But I if I lose mine, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm not going to fight anymore. If I can't have mine, <clears throat> I'm done fighting for everybody else when they don't give a shit. And that's just the bottom line. Yeah. I, that's we've talked about it, you and I, in messages and mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm pretty much at that point too. Like I don't, yeah, I don't have any any serious venomous stuff, but I have my boy gun. I was really planning on diving into that genus more, and then South Carolina started proposing some laws, and we were there was a group of us that was actually making some really good headway and having conversations with the people trying to put these laws in place, you know, in in uh, the House and Senate and stuff like that, and then you know that mamba bite happened. And then that escape happened. And of course, as, as soon as I heard that, I was like, this is going to set us back. And sure enough, it really spooked the people that we were in talks with. Um, and then you've had your own set in South Carolina that have recently happened all over again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's never ending. It really is. But right now, while it's being scrutinized so tightly, it sucks. It really does. Because any little thing... You could have a Rosie Boa escape and be on somebody's porch right now, and that's going to cause an issue. It, it's oh, yeah. just that's the way that it is. It, it could be something so innocuous as that, but it doesn't matter because if that can escape, by God, you know, the Cobra next door can definitely get out and come harm, mm -hmm. you know, all of our kids and, and do naughty things to everyone in their sleep. It's just awful. I just I, I came to the conclusion it's like I'm gonna I'm not gonna row the boat anymore if there's always gonna be a group in the back drilling holes in it. Like it's but I, just, have... I can't can't keep doing it. It just it's get it's exhausting. There's clearly not enough people that care enough to to row instead of drill. Mm -hmm. And it's getting increasingly difficult to say like, okay, we got another 
paper on the desk of someone trying to pass something. Now we got to go through the rounds again of sending emails and phone calls and all this stuff. And it's like, if, why are we keeping to do this when there's there's other people that just don't care? And that that number seems to be outweighing the people that are legitimate and do. It is. And I still try to have hope, though, that there are so many of us out there that do the right thing that if we get our shit together and we start helping the other ones that maybe we can collectively make a little bit of a difference and show that we're not all, we're not all a bunch of fucktards that just care about how showing big our dick is. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can go out there and, and we can actually do something. And there are plenty of other people out there that can do the same thing that are doing the same thing. It's just we have to find a way to get it out there, get our message out there just a little bit better, a little more clearer, a little louder. You know, if it's holding a meet and greet for, you know, and inviting your local legislators out there, you know, get a convention center, local park, Masonic Lodge, a a fucking tent in the middle of a field of a relative's (laughs) place. Yeah. Hold something, you know, and you can display these animals safely. And you can educate and you can show. And believe it or not, there's quite a few of the legislators out there that are, they're not assholes. They're not completely against this. It's just the fear and the uneducated just mongering it on. And I float back and forth between fuck it all, burn it with fire, and yeah, guys, let's do this. We can can make it happen. And, you know, my pom-poms get a little more singed every time that we have to go through this. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's really hard. And, and it's, yeah. It's, and when I say that it's nothing against us arc at all. Like those guys are, are working hard. Phil's putting mm-hmm. in so much work, but it's just, it's getting harder and harder. I, I really have. Um, I wasn't the biggest supporter of some of these, you know, us arc, NC arc, things like that, because I just saw on so many different sides and, I actually got to sit down and have a real earnest conversation, a great conversation with Phil. And I was really, really happy and really pleased. And then I got put on the board for NC Arc and we're trying to get that back started again. And one of the biggest platforms, it isn't just building membership numbers, it's building responsible keepers Mm -hmm. with membership, putting that educational outreach out for them, having them get involved when we do educational outreach for legislators, for schools, for, you know, EMS and programs like that. I'm currently working on a curriculum that we can offer to, you know, members and we can offer to the public, you know, introductions to any type of, you know, reptile or exotic animal and then going into venomous and I'll start offering mentorships here again. I typically take on one intern a year. And honestly, I've had one intern for three years now, and he's been the best thing in the world. Um, Great kid. The youngest intern I've ever taken on. Uh, You know, he's just about to graduate with his pre-med degree. Uh, He's going to take a little break. He was going to go do toxicology. And then now he's kind of looking at something a little bit different, but I'm happy to help anybody that's out there. And there's a bunch of us that are happy to help. Yeah. Just, we got to get off our asses and actually do it instead of just talking or being keyboard warriors or armchair quarterback in every little incident that happens. So it's kind of, I'm at this place where it's it's shut up or put up. Sure. With South Carolina too, it wasn't even a whole like of us, trying to say like don't regulate anything it was okay if you're going to do this at least let us bring something to you that Mm -hmm. 
works for the people that are doing it correctly helps you read kind of like how florida has it where it's like if you have the permit that shows them that you you're legit and you're not one of these these morons yeah but flea market snakes but here's my here's my problem man and i don't mean to cut you off but it's that whole it's a classic case of give an inch take a mile you know right. we gave them an inch and it went from five dollars to a hundred dollars all right no big deal it's a hundred bucks you live with it and then a hundred bucks came into a hundred bucks in a thousand hours and then a hundred bucks in a thousand hours and two letters of recommendation from license holders and then a thousand and a hundred dollars and a thousand hours and two letters of recommendation and a minimum of one year and then out of the blue out of the clear blue sky they changed it to four different groups of venomous a thousand hours each and it's like you give an inch they take a mile and it's like when when is it going to end it's that the whole concept is it's it's pushing us out it's squeezing us out and there was when i first started doing this there was over 600 license keepers in Florida. Now there's around 160, if that. It's that turning into a de facto ban is what it's turning exactly. into. Exactly. And here's the best part. You think all those people got rid of their animals? No. They're just keeping it illegally. So it defeats the whole purpose. It creates an underground and then it overwhelms the system when something happens. And that's exactly. what we're trying to fight here. Right. My thing is, is I'm not opposed to having a permitting system or right. registration system, yeah, but it needs mind. to be feasible. It needs to be something that is affordable for the people who actually will do it the right way. Right. And it needs to be something that's written very plainly and concise with definition to it. So there is no interpretation on either side. Right. That's the problem with a lot of these ordinances and these statutes yeah. and the permitting systems. It's so fucking gray that anybody, I can get five judges, I can get five officers, I can get you know five commissioners and sit and then five you know keepers and sit them down with the same exact statute, and every single one of them will interpret it differently. And that's a problem when it comes to we're trying to enforce it. That's a right. big issue. If you're going to put something in place, then by God, make it write it with you know the biggest fucking crayon eater in the world can understand it. Yeah. it, it and don't let a. Uh, unexperienced intern with wikipedia write it amen because amen. that's that's become the thing yeah it, it is I, and i agree with it wholeheartedly that dr google thing you know they've got them coming up and god forbid they put a picture beside it you know and they've got a leopard gecko on there and they're listing it as a heliderm i mean yeah for fuck's sake my granddaughter knows better you know it's, it, yeah. it's i mean it's it's a shit show all the way across. And none of us are ever going to be happy with the way that it goes. I just have to believe that there's a better way to do this. Yeah. There has to be. Um, I don't want to lose my rights. I don't want anybody else to lose their rights as long as they're doing right by the animals and, and right by themselves. I don't have any issues with it whatsoever. You're here. But I'm sick of cleaning up everybody else's fucking mess and then getting shit on on top of it. And that's yeah. why... I am happily not my fucking problem anymore. And that's the best way I can put it. But I'm still fighting. I'm still, you know, I'm still attending all the meetings. You know, we did Robinson County a couple of my, couple of weeks ago. That went really well. And the only reason that that went as well as it did was the commissioners were very open. But the animal, the animal cruelty investigator there, she's been there since Jesus was a baby and walking on dirt. And she loves all animals, all animals. 
and she's fascinated by snakes. She's a little terrified of them, but she's fascinated by them. So, and I've been working with her for 20 something years. She was one of the first ones to take the class that I taught for a national animal control agency. And ever since then, it's been phone call after phone call if something goes on. And I serve warrants down there with them all the time. And she was like, I'm going to quit over this. She's like, they put in the paper that they were going to euthanize. They're not killing them damn snakes. I'll fucking quit before that happens. You know, and I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Calm down now. now. That'll do pig. Calm down. You know, and she just she was burning up the phones as well. And she was the first one to get up there. And she was nice about it because she's a county employee. But she was like, look, she was like, I've never had a reptile chase a child at a bus stop to the bus and maul them or kill them. Yeah. And that was the first thing out of her mouth, you know, and it was true. It was true. But she just she went into great detail over, you know, people actually spend a lot of money on these animals and most people actually care about these animals. And there's always going to be the exception to the rule. And, you know, that's true. But she was the key. She was the key ingredient for that. They unanimously voted it down. They said, we'll consider a registration for EMS. And that's it. We're not we haven't had a problem here. We're not going to have no problems here. I don't see us slating this. And that one went remarkably well. You know, Excellent. and Raleigh, we're still working on Raleigh. We're still working on Raleigh. That's the nicest way I can go with that. <laughs> um, let me uh, let me ask, in all the times that, <clears throat> excuse me, in all the times that you guys have done a, for lack of a better synonym, a warrant raid on a reptile person, have you ever got there and everything was tip top and there was no reason to be there and it was all malarkey? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. That makes me feel better. Okay. Matter of fact, I've done three in the past month that were like that, you know, and they're always so typically when we have to go in and I'm serving warrants with them, there are other reasons. So it's always narcotics. You know, there's different agencies that okay. are involved because it's a it's a conglomeration of things. It's not mm-hmm. just, oh, God, they got a ball python and it's going to fuck us up. You know, we got to go get it. Yeah, yeah, burning yeah. with fire. SRT, we need you. Um, get your flashbangs ready. But the, yeah, that's what I want in a room full of fucking cobras. Um, not today, Satan, not today. I love it when they, they tip the spear and they pump CS gas throughout the entire house. And then everybody's coming out and carrying the animals out. And then everybody's trying to wash them off and wash the cages off with hot water. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Yeah, that was seriously bad intel. Fortunately, I don't have to do those because I don't work on bad intel. But um, yeah, the last three that we did, absolutely beautiful. They were doing great. Um, The animals were in good condition. The cages were absolutely phenomenal. And it was a family drama. You know, they got this, they got that kind of thing. And when a call comes in, we have to investigate. We have to go out and look at it. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, is, we don't go out there, you know, armed for bear. My thing is, is that we'll knock. Hey, so-and-so, this is so-and-so. This is the reason that we're here. Can we look at them? You know, can we see what's going on? Would you mind showing us? And a lot of times people are like, no, I don't mind at all. And then sometimes people are like, do you got a fucking warrant? Yes, bitch, I do. (laughs) The way we want to go with this, that's your right. But yeah, you know, We'll go on in. And I don't have a problem if they ask for a warrant. That's their right to ask for a warrant. It really, truly is. I've been at that point in my life where I've asked, do you got a fucking warrant, you know? Sure. 
But once we get in there and we explain, you know, look, we're not here to take anything. We're not here to do this. I just need to make sure that these animals are being kept properly. And this is what's going on. Do you have any of these species right here? And are you familiar with Article 55? So surely you yeah. got to be curious to see what they have, though, too. Or no. I'm always curious because, yeah, you, you never know what you're going to find or what you're going to see. You know, sometimes you think you're going to get a bunch of ball pythons and you end up with, holy shit, there's some mangs in here, you know? And other times it's... <laughs> You know, we only got we only got this, 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 and this, and we've got some boas, and and we've got this kind of stuff, and yeah, yeah, they're labeled, they're labeled as ball pythons and you know red tail boas and shit, but they're bitus and <laughs> you know crotalus, and people like to lie. Um, Just a kitchen full of porcupines. It really is, and uh, those kind of make me tickled. Um, they do. Uh, it, it's fun walking in. And I love being mansplained, too. It, it is the highlight of my fucking life to be mansplained, too. Um, I've been told to go back to the fucking kitchen. Nice. I have been asked where their sandwich is. I have been, you know, all kinds of beautiful things. And most of the time, I'm pretty polite. And then sometimes I get to be full-on gin with it and um it just depends on how they treat me when i go in i treat everybody with respect when i walk in but if they start lying to me i'll let them know right off the bat look we're good right now i don't care if you're in violation we're good right now as long as you're honest with me i'm gonna be respectful to you and we're gonna see what we can do to fix this but if you lie to me it's fucking over we have no more yeah. there's no rapport left and that's happened a couple of times but for the most part even if they're doing things illegally, I'll have to say that a lot of them have been absolutely gentlemen and a few ladies about it. And then we've had some that are like, you ain't taking my fucking shit. Listen here, bitch. This is what's going to happen. And uh, flashbangs. Normally we never have. Nah. What's the weirdest nah. thing you've, you've come across? Like what's the weirdest thing? It doesn't have, even have to be herp related, but you walk in, you're like, that's, why do you have that animal wise? Oh, uh, a cougar walking around their living room or something. See, that's not weird to me. I grew up with that shit. So one guy did have a platypus. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. One guy did have a platypus. Was it kosher um, or no? Huh? Was it like kosher? Was it like legal? Or? Craigslist? Yeah, it was legal. That's awesome. It was legal. He had a platypus. Um, it was in a 55 gallon aquarium. And in a shitty situation, but yeah, it was a plat platypuses are fucking awesome. Um, you get one of those, you know, Craigslist. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know anymore. Think about how many, not even ask. It's like, I don't, yeah, even, I don't even want to know, but and then whatever. I wonder how many fucking pet smart crayfish do you have to buy to <clears> feed that thing? Damn. Well, we're in the South. We got plenty of crayfish. <laughs> All you got to do is go dig in that damn ditch and just scoop one out, you know? Yeah, Dr. Crawdaddy. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's, you know, love and honey. It's like hookers and blow, you know? We're in, we're in the South. It's all over the place. <laughs> um, snake calls. When I used to have to do snake removal calls, we'd get calls all the time. And I used to get, we actually charged a couple of people with misuse of the 911 system because obviously they weren't calling for snakes. And 
you know, it was, you know, we've got a one-eyed snake here, you know, it, it's uh, around, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. But we had one guy call one night. He was screaming and hollering and yelling. 911 called and I said, Jen, we need you to go out. You know, there's a snake. It's rattling. It's underneath the bed. And I was like, okay, you know, no problem. It's three o'clock in the morning. I get out there. I'm like groggy. You know, I'm going in. And I'm like, all right, show me where it's at. You know, the house is a fucking wreck. So the swing sitting in the bedroom should have been my first fucking clue. Yeah. And thankfully, I don't use my hands to touch anything in people's houses, especially if I think there's, you know, a rattlesnake underneath somebody's bed. I go under there. Oh, it was rattling all right. But it was a big ass 12 inch fucking dildo that was on hooked up to a fucking generator. And that was the fucking rattlesnake that was under the bed. Nice. Nice. Fucking disgusting. Class Um, acts. Yeah. You know, there's condoms all over the place. You know, people live in hoarding houses and it's just disgusting. And they're like, Oh, I got a rat snake sitting over here in that corner over there. Where, you know, <laughs> there's like an 18 foot Berman here somewhere. I, I, it's under all of that over there. And I'm like, look, I ain't <laughs> picking up your nasty ass fucking drawers to get to that damn snake. So you clean it up and I'll come back and get the snake if it's still here, but it's probably dead from living from that Fremundus shit. That's all crusted across <laughs> those things. Yes, it's it's yeah. under it's under the stack of every single New York Times from 1961 to now. <laughs> it's under that stack of cleaning shit that you never fucking use, and it's already died. <laughs> I mean, there's been all kinds of weird shit. You know, people meth labs are always fun. I mean, there's always a meth lab that you've got to deal with. Um, I think my version of weird and off is. I don't think I have one anymore. I think it would be walking into a clean, nice place, you know, with Donna Reed sitting behind and giving me some fucking tea or some shit. I mean, that might would be weird to me, (laughs) but I've learned to not even expect anything anymore. That's just the way that it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just jaded. I don't have much list on my bucket list except for to meet decent human beings and I'm kind of meeting a little bit of that right now. And that's about it. So, but I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's fun. It leads for good stories, just not really good ones at the dinner table with, you know. Youngsters. (laughs) Ah, My grandkids and my kids love that shit. They're fucked up too. My mom, not so much, but you know, it's one of those things. My granddaughter just did a project, her science project. So like my grandkids are 10 and eight and her science project was on the green anaconda. So she built the coolest, absolute coolest little (laughs) bio cube with swamps and everything else in it. And then she made three little green anacondas and hand put the little spots and stuff on them. And then she, you know, baked them in the thing and she sent the whole thing in for science project and it was just like me as a grammy i'm just like that's so fucking cool you know it's so nice and i like shared it all over the place so i was like yeah that's, awesome. that's, my grandkid. that's you know that's fantastic that, yeah that's that awesome. leads me to another thing my grandkids keep their snakes better than most people i know yeah they lock them and label them they're fucking samboas but they still lock they label because that's what they see Grammy do here at the house. So yeah. once again, I, building a foundation of good habits, 
it ain't that fucking well they don't want grammy to go ham on that ass either but <laughs> i'm gonna confiscate your sand boa yeah yeah you know if that thing fucking escapes grammy's gonna fuck shit up that's that's what's gonna happen you know but it's not that hard it, it like i said that foundation like you said it, it's not that hard so I, I don't i don't know man what are you keeping currently like what's this for well What's your favorite venomous that you've that you've kept, or I guess favorite species? See, that's real hard for me. Like, what um, are you partial to? Croats. Always going to be rattlesnakes. They're just the sound just makes my little happy heart hum. It's just I could be in a room full of them and just fall asleep because it's just it's music to my ears. Um, but. I don't know. I, I love all of them, to be honest with you. I mean, I've got a mang that's absolutely adorable. It's a shit show and it hates me. And it, you know, I don't expect it to love me. It does in its own way. You know, his name's Jack Burton. I had to keep the thing going. Nice. So, little trouble in big China. Um, <laughs> I'm a nerd. I can't help it. I like awesome. it. It just, I like to keep it real. Uh, let's see. I've got some bitters, kofia. I know kofia are like the cockroach of the venomous world. You know, they're like ball pythons. They're fucking everywhere. They're easy to obtain, and but I love those bastards. They're naughty. They're pissy. They're just really, really cool. And you know, I'll always have kofi in my collection because they're just. I don't know. They're just something phenomenal about them. I, I just. It's a classic. They are. And I think they're so misunderstood. 100 <laughs> misunderstood. Yeah. I mean, both Rops. I've got both Rops here. I mean, I love them. Ancelaris is favorite. I, I like the little fucking shitty squam that I got. He's Wait, you cute. Said you, have, you have both Rops Ancelaris? No. I did. That okay. one's gone. I said I like both rops, and, and I oh, also okay. I also have the insulot. Yes, I did. That's, <laughs> I that's did you're the one first person time. I've, you're the first person I've ever met that's had it. Really? Yep. Well, then I will send you pictures. Please do. I, would I will send you the, the goldens. Yes. Yeah. So I sent it out to a friend. Fair enough. So it's it's on display right now. Um, awesome. I've got Arutus here. I love the Arutus. What kind of business um, do you have? Uh, right now, just Ayrton's and Rhinoceros. Cool. So I've sent out, <laughs> I've sent out the Nasocornus. <laughs> I've sent out a lot of stuff. I have finally gotten myself down to 20 snakes. Perfect. 20 snakes. It is happy. It takes me 30 minutes to go through and do a nice deep clean. If I've got a store... It doesn't matter if I've got five or if I've got 500. So I deploy. I, I'm a medic, a first responder. I deploy when we have big incidents that happen, hurricanes. So coast, and even though I'm two hours inward, I still go other places. But anytime we've got strong storms coming through and people make fun of me, I pack up every one of those fuckers and put them in locking trunks inside of another locking trunk. And put oh, them in a safe mean, place. There's nothing. There's nothing you outrageous way, about that. The way you're supposed to do it, right? <laughs> right. But does everybody do that? You know, I mean, I it's know. it's one of those things where I'm just. And if I have to leave to go somewhere, I'm not going to leave my animals for somebody else to be responsible for. Sure. 
while I'm having, because I would feel absolute shit. I would feel guilty as hell if something happened to someone because I was just in too much of a hurry or I couldn't be responsible. Mm -hmm. So having those 20, I've got my little beaded. Well, he's not little. He's an asshole too. Everything I have here is a fucking asshole. Um, And I love them for that because I'm an asshole. Um, And I've got the little African dwarf croc and a Nile and yeah. That's about it right now. I think I've got 25 animals total. Cool. Very total. Cool. And they're all for education. So right now there's no rehabs. Right now there are no seizures being held here. It is just now personal, happy animals. Awesome. That I get to care for and not worry about. Oh, and I've got a beautiful cane break. Cool. Yeah. I love it. The Cambria, let's see. Yeah, I've got Hortus, Ruber, Ornatus, and Aatrox here. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I just love those little guys. They're absolutely darling. And it just makes me so happy when I hear the <laughs> every time. <laughs> so sorry. I get excited. <laughs> it's, it's it's the worst when you, you sit down and you're like, oh, listen to the, the chorus of rattles. And then you're not moving, so they stop. <laughs> Right. And I can hardly get mine to rattle. You know, I have to have somebody well, else walk a, in a, the room for them that's to That's a good do thing. That, it that's is. A, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. It's like, it's like, oh, my Cobra never hoods. It sucks. Well, no, that's good. It means it's not freaking out stressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that little Sufan, well, he ain't that little. That, that fucker, he don't give a shit who it is. He never, yeah. he just comes out open mouth all day long. And I just <laughs> expect it. It's yeah, never right. a closed mouth. He just, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, oh, calm down, Tiger. It's it's not that serious. And he's great on the hook and he's fine when I get him out. But yeah, he it doesn't matter. All the rest of them, nobody gives a shit. But if somebody new walks into the room, then they're all offended that somebody else's stink is rubbing up on theirs. So oh yeah, they show out. But yeah, not keeping a whole lot of special stuff right now. So. I don't know. Bill's no, pretty excited about the dwarf croc in the Nile. I'm pretty excited about the Supon. Uh, I love that bastard. I really do. His name's Mr. Sunshine. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I love Because he's albino, so, you know, he's already retarded to begin with. And I do love that guy. I've raised him, and uh, he's about four feet now. So cool. he's getting a little too big for me to be taken out for education. Um does he have any hood markings or no? Yeah, he does. Cool. He does. Very cool. He does. And he's beautifully speckled all down. Nice. All Good. down. He's nice and freckled and pretty and pale patches. and. That sounds awesome. It sounds like a textbook perfect snake. <laughs> perfect Zufon. He is. But, you know, a lot of people don't like him. So I really don't care. It doesn't matter if it comes in here and they're perfect or not. They could have one eye and half a hemipene and, you know, I'd still think they're the most precious thing in the world because we all think our own kids are the cutest things in the world when they're ugly as fuck to begin with. But <laughs> Yes, yes. So true. I mean, we've all seen ugly babies, right? I mean, we've 100%. all seen ugly kids, but we all still go, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, that's the prettiest baby I've ever seen. You know, and under your breath, you're going, fuck, that's ugly. And... <laughs> 
babies are ugly. There are very few cute kids. There, there really are. I mean, there's I was a whole Seinfeld episode line. about that. Do what? So there's a whole Seinfeld episode about that. There actually is. Yes. <laughs> But it's true. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. So I always tell people, you know, ugly kids have to be really good and have good personalities because that's the only way people are going to fucking notice them. Because all the good looking kids get away with fucking murder and everybody still thinks they're beautiful because they're fucking beautiful. I think so. You're pretty good examples of that. So (laughs) it's one of those things. Speaking of beautiful people, look at my Ah, hell. You guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. Let me just get doing, my buddy? let me get my figure. Is your phone fucking up again? He's got like five phones. You'd expect one of them to work. <laughs> we were going through this earlier when we were FaceTiming. It was like mute this and every other word that and. You can't hear us? You were just bragging about your Bluetooth headset a few minutes ago. Can you hear me now, Brent? (laughs) (laughs) That made the show just now. Hey, Jasper. Yeah, he heard your voice, so he did his little controlling. Come here. Come talk to Uncle Brent. Come on. I'll give you a sip of Guinness if you come up here. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> He's no just more. looking at me like I'm stupid. Is that Jasper? <laughs> you guys are pretty pretty them ASL while driving. Your Bluetooth fucking sucks, Brent. Nah, you got I only heard one. All right, listen. I want to. I want to order fast food right now. Listen. Oh, look at you, Punky. Is that better? Yes. Oh, he joined the 21st century. Your ear is glowing. I'm sorry that. I'm, I'm sorry that I I couldn't do the Bluetooth thing with the speaker in the thing. We forgive you. You look really important with that pointed at your mouth. Okay, good. Hey, it's the hands on the wheel, buddy. No comment. There's so many jokes. (laughs) So ten ten and two. Listen, I want to say that this has been one of my. This has been one of my favorite episodes I've ever listened to. Not just because Agreed. I love all three of you, but because we're talking about a whole bunch of really important shit that needs to be talked about. So thank you. Hundred percent, hundred percent, brother. Does that say Brent Venomous? Yep. So, Jen. Yes. So people don't Are you know a my spitter real or do you inject? I mean, I, I just want to know this. Huh? 
He he is literally the cobra I, I with the rattle. I suppose that depends on the circumstance. From the Pat Marina movie. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> From what movie? I heard you know, so. You remember that horrible Pat Marina movie? Where it was like, it, I think it was called King Cobra, and it was like a 40-foot-long cobra with it like... Was. 12 inch fangs that spits its oh, venom and it had a rattle. Yeah. It was atrocious. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Oh, you guys watch... haven't seen My Cobra. I got to show you this thing. I watched Snakes on a Plane the other day at work. Why He's got a stogie in his mouth right now. It was, oh, it was look horrible. at that. That is the on coolest purpose? cigar holder of yes, all time. Yes, on purpose, Brent. That's awesome, Jen. I like him. It's, who knew that that there were so many dangerous corn snakes and milk snakes on one airplane? You know that. Oh my god, I can't even watch that movie without losing my shit. It's just horrible. I was just laughing the entire time. Lady got the Boelans python that like bit her eyeball and like went into her brain. You know, say hi to Uncle Brent. Say hi, Uncle Brent. Woo, woo, woo. So Brent, where are we off to? Hey, baby friend? Jasper. Hey, hey Jen, you were talking. Uh, currently back from St. Louis, back to Louisiana. Lord have mercy, You travel more. The venomous vagabonds. I know. More than my vagina did in my twenties. That's vagabond. <laughs> A lot of miles, buddy. A lot of miles. I mean, if, if you just if you just sit there, if you just if you just sit there and let it come to you, is it really traveling at that point? You know, I wish I'd have known I was sitting on a gold mine when I was younger, because I wouldn't be fucking suffering now. But cobwebs and all, fuck it. I'm just gonna <laughs> deal. Hey, I do I do have a question though, Jen. You said earlier about you can help people find the information keeping things in their counties or ordinances and things like that but it's easy right. for people to go get what are the first steps that you recommend for people to go find that if it's something that they want to keep okay so what you do is you like where do you recommend on, people start like the revised statutes. you can actually you can go down to city hall you can go down to animal control you can go down to the sheriff's department most of the time, I'll be honest with you, half of them aren't going to know where to look. But if you go online and you type in city of ordinance, then you type in or you type in animal control ordinance. It goes in there and then sometimes you just have to read. Some of them have 50 page ordinances and some of them have a two page ordinance. Also, you really need to type in with the whole ordinance, even with code enforcement, They'll give you a little search engine to where you can type in. You can type in exotic. You can type mm -hmm. in venomous. Make sure you type in poisonous because the two are interchangeable. I know we argue over the semantics of it, but it is what it is. But make sure you <laughs> type in those keywords and it'll bring up but on those paper, places and tell you where to look. Um, a lot of them have switched to Municode for their online services. And Municode sometimes will go down. But... You just have to keep checking and it's your responsibility to do that due diligence. But it really is relatively simple. 
And even if someone, if you go in in person and you ask for a copy right. of it, always ask for a copy of it. I've moved to a place where, you know, I called ahead of time, talked to two different officers and the director, had a several other people call and ask the same thing. And they said, yep, absolutely. You're good to go. You can come with them. Spend $10,000 and move and then get there. And Municode, lo and behold, starts to come up. And the way it reads, it's like you can't even have a fucking goldfish. That's exotic. And then you call down there and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter unless somebody reports you. Bitch, I just told you what I have here. <laughs> I just reported myself. What do you do? I just <laughs> told you I have right. 150 venomous fucking snakes. Right. And yeah. I moved here and this that is who been. I talked to. And she's like, well, it doesn't matter. I was like, I told you. And she's yeah. like, it still doesn't matter. And I was like, I enforced this for the state. That would have been pertinent information three months ago. So I had to go to the courts. I had to go to the county yeah. attorney. I had to go to all, through all kinds yeah, of I avenues. I to make sure that that was clear for other people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear enough earlier. But you can go, you can go down in person and ask for a copy of the ordinance. And I recommend that as opposed to asking someone, because like I said, most of them have no clue what it is or where to find it. But if you read it in black and white, you at least have it. And even then, if they have a question about it, all they have to do is highlight it and hit me up on Facebook or email me or text me and say, hey, what does this sound like to you? And I'll give you all sides of it. I'll argue both sides of the, the gamut for you. That's not a problem. And then tell you who you can go and see and get better clarification for it. I'll also add to that where I know a lot of people, specifically Florida and Texas, the laws are all on Fish and Wildlife's website, but you have to find them. And one of the things that I always tell people is, uh, obviously, I don't know many laws for other states, but when you're looking at, like, say, Fish and Wildlife's website for your state or Fish and Game or you know, DNR, whatever they call it, right? Right. Look for a phrase that says something like, uh, you know, uh, captive wildlife requires a permit as of statute ABC one, two, three. Right. A lot of those times you can click that ABC one, two, three, and it'll bring you the list of all the quote unquote captive wildlife stuff or better yet, just use that and look at your state statutes, ABC one, two, three, and right. it may be a long road, so to speak, but at least you have some kind of direction to go in. If you also, can't get somebody your way. You know yeah. what I mean? And also remember between game wildlife and non-game wildlife because most reptiles fall under non-game wildlife. So that's one of those things, but it's not yeah. just even with your state, as far as your fish and wildlife goes. Um, it also, even though the state may have statutes under fish and wildlife, typically those don't cover exotics except for certain states. Right. Um, also your counties, your towns, your municipalities, they can all have, something stiffer than what the state statutes are. They can go above, they just can't go under. So a lot of the tinier towns, so the county I live in doesn't have anything on the books for exotics. However, one city in this county has something on the books for exotics, particularly venomous. Well, theirs is listed as poisonous, but you know it depends on where you're at. So if you're in an incorporated area, that means you're in a township or a city. If you're in an unincorporated area, that falls under the county. So you have to look in all different, all different areas. There's several different sites that you need to go to, right. several different ones. And claiming ignorance isn't going to help you. 
Yep. Brent, you were going to say something, bud? Is he frozen? No, he's there. Yeah, I was just going to say, Texas is a perfect example of both of the... Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Did I freeze? We got you. We can hear you. Okay. Okay, hurry now. Um, so Texas is a perfect... Texas you broke up pudding we got we got none of that it's the thought that counts it is. It is. And you know I can almost hear him thinking, so it's good. I, I got it. <laughs> he looks so sincere frozen. right now where he's frozen at. He does. He, you know that was a really good It, it was. He was, he was deep on that shit. Yeah, deep he was. On it. He's going to drop, I bet. Give me two seconds. Oh, oh there he is. Not. <laughs> it was all an act to build suspense. Just pull off the damn road for 10 minutes to talk. In an area where we I'm can close, hear you? got some of these open tabs on my phone. Oh, uh, we didn't think of that now. to begin with? Yeah, Come on, Brent. Yes, yes, dear. No. We lied. <laughs> I hate this game. I'm going to need you to put your foot out the window and one finger up your nose. Do you have access you to tinfoil? <laughs> Pull that antenna out of your ass, baby. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny because it only cuts out when he has to say something serious. I know. And it's shit I want to hear. God damn Even Jasper laid down, Brent. I mean, come on. I'm going to need more Jameson for this. Look at him. He's frozen again. He is. He is. But look at that glorious arm. I was literally going to say, he's so lucky he's handsome. Because, like, I, it doesn't matter how he freezes. He always just looks dapper. So, so just, he's like, it's like he's posing every time. Yep. That's how I want to look when I wear a baseball hat. Right? Right? I mean, if I could grow a beard like that, mine comes in all patchy and shit. That's why I keep it clean. But <laughs> if I could do it, I'd rock the fuck out of that shit. I mean, maybe I, I can go, it. you know. Beard weave. <laughs> Speaking, I, I swear I got a, a Venom Life shirt in Daytona, and I don't recall bringing it back. Did you somehow get mine, Phil? When we were there, did they get mixed up? Nope, nope. I got a. I gave you back that one shirt that you left in my bag in Texas. I gave you that back. I know that, right? Smitty shirt. Which shirt? it was. I don't know. Some the shirt that you were wearing when we bought those uh, horn toad shirts, and you were like, "I gotta wear this now." Oh yeah, that doesn't fit me now. It shrunk, and I'm fat. So, 
preaching the choir, pal. Just put some side panels in. It works. It's it's <laughs> like a wetsuit now. I can't even wear it. It's a nice. size medium. <laughs> it it is it's after it's like a Navy Seal. Tuck it up. Yeah, no. Uh, Anna Marie and I both got uh, uh, the green, the light green, soft, awesome. Yeah, I, I swear I got one of those too. Like I was in yeah. the shower last night and I was like, you know what? I had more Venom Life shirts and I don't know where they went. So, hmm. I think I might have left them either in the hotel room or someone else thought it was theirs. And I mean, I don't know who wears a size bed sheet, but <laughs> well, everybody, I'm actually everybody I, likes a bed sheet. I went to Tampa to meet up with Billy and Casey and Vic yesterday at Tampa Repticon. And dude, it's so amazing. You know, I drive three hours north and it's like 20 degrees cooler. And that more that that morning, my uh, ASF hoodie arrived in the mail at my parents' house because I, I, I sent all my mail to them just because it's my easier. new favorite hoodie. And I would have loved to have that hoodie at the show. And I was like the whole time I'm like, man. Want my fucking hoodie? It's I haven't my even got like it my yet. favorite logo, man. It's the best logo so ever. Cool. It really is. Ever. It really is. I like it a lot too. It's yeah. cute as punch. So, where in Florida are you? I am down in Boca Raton. Oh, I lived yeah. in Venice for a couple of years. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah, I, I liked like it down there. Yeah, anything like South of the Lake is good with me. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm probably about an hour and 10 from Venice, and uh -huh. I'm 25 minutes north of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember down there well. Well. Did you keep snakes when you were in Venice? I did, but I did kind of the same thing that I do now down there. Um, okay. Different. So I stayed further south when I was working. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was a lot of fun. It was always interesting. So I, yeah, it's it's crazy how it's a different speed on the west coast of Florida opposed to the east coast. It's so much more relaxed and just chill. It is, know? and it was awesome. And we moved down in the winter, and you know everybody's got. I'll date myself. Um, you know when we moved down there, everybody was wearing like these big puffy starter jackets and shit, and they're all bundled up, and we're like out there half naked, dipping into the <laughs> yeah. out yeah. there <laughs> at the keys, and we're just we're having a blast, and everybody's looking at us like we're stupid, and we just thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing out there, and. My kids were totally happy that we were pulling alligators, you know, out of the pool and they were ripping through the lanai and we had to watch before we backed out every morning. My kids were in heaven when we were down there. Nice. Um, and then we moved back to the coast of North Carolina and it kind of ruined beaches for me for the rest of my life um, because there is nothing like that powdered sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, there's just nothing like it. And I fell in love with Marco and Sanibel Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sanibel, Captiva, all them. They're gorgeous. Oh, so, so much fun. And there was just always something to do. And it was, it just, yeah. we stayed active with it. And, you know, yeah. it was good. It was there's good. a, there's some barrier islands just south of Tampa. And, you know, we were, like I said, I was with Billy and uh, Casey and KJ yesterday. And I think maybe in the beginning of December, I think the four of us, KJ's got a couple spots where there's some barrier islands with diamondbacks on them. Oh. So we're going to go try and get some island diamondback shots. And uh, so I'm excited about that because I haven't been down that 
neck of the woods in a while. So right. it's funny. It's funny you bring it up. It's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. My kids used we used to go up to the jetty over there, the North Jetty by Nokomis. And the kids used yeah. to swim from the jetty over to Goat Island. And from what I understand, Goat Island is no longer Goat Island. It's like a patch, you know. Really? Yeah. So wow. I was kind of a little disappointed Damn in that. Global warming. Yeah. Well, I miss, you know, Tampa a little bit too. I mean, back then Ybor City was like the big thing. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what is now. I'm I don't do the bar thing or Chili's. or yeah, I don't. I don't even do that. I'm just like, no, no. Yeah, Why I'm glad. I'm glad house? to say that I went to Ybor City in its heyday, so that makes me happy. <laughs> Back in the '90s was when I would I, I went. So '90s into early 2000s, and uh, it was pretty. It was fun. Nice. It was fun. But now I couldn't tell you what it's like down there. Um, we went down to Disney for Christmas two years ago, and things were just completely different down there. And, oh yeah, uh, I was like, "Well, there goes my hopes of ever moving back and retiring down there, like every other fucking snowbird does." But, Damn but Yankees! You, you still can. You just got to stay away from the populated areas. <laughs> yeah, Phil's um, guest room. Yeah, I just, I don't even know where I want to go in life right now. Just somewhere remote, 150 acres, nothing but wildlife, smoke signals to the next neighbor. Use a scope to fucking say, "Hey, I'm okay," and that's it. I I don't I don't like people. I don't like. I want to be able to piss off my back porch. I mean, I can't do it anymore because my knees are fucked up. But want <laughs> to at least be an option. Oh, you know, well, it, it is. I, I can still drop it like it's hot. I just need a fucking winch to get it back up. It just the mechanics aren't the same, and <laughs> you just can't squat anymore. And these days, you never know. You drop trial and you bend over a log to do what you need to do. What's under the fucking log? Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I just don't want to get you know sensitive areas tapped on by you know a thing or two. It just yeah, that's why you got to flip the tin before you pee on it. Yeah, see, when you get older, your bladder doesn't work as well. So when you got to go, it's fucking emergency. So you're dropping as you're running. And I fully expect you to have a field hook with you at all times. Oh, yeah. I pull one out of my ass crack every time. Every good, time. That's where good. I hide it. So it's good I shit. Love the collapse. Literally. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, well, I mean, because you can get length and girth with that. It's just how it it's works. True. It's very true. Brent, you have service? I, you tell me. Oh, what? You can hear crystal you. clear. What ah, did you say? Wait. So before it happens again, I don't know. Was you it said Texas was a, Oh yeah, Texas, Texas was a good example. example. So Texas, like, you can go to shows and buy whatever you want off of tables, and you know, there's no real permitting stuff because as long as they're permitted to sell it in the place, it's up to you to know if you can have it when you get back to your county or your city or whatever ordinance that is, right? Um, so that's a good example about that. But more importantly, when she was talking about, you know, the what you can and can't have, Western Diamondbacks, you have to look at native species versus non-natives because there's different things for every state on those. But Western Diamondbacks, there is a bag limit for hunting. So it's considered a game animal as well as a native species. You know what I mean? So, like, that's one of the things where Texas is a perfect example when she was talking about game animals versus non-game animals. Right. I mean, rattlesnakes can fall into those depending on what state you're in. Mm -hmm. If there's bag limits, so 
I just wanted to say that before I turn into a robot again. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And it's funny you mentioned that because like, you know, there's no permit. Let's say that there's no city or county ordinance. There's no permit in Texas to possess the animals, right? But there is a permit that's tied <clears throat> on to a hunting license for fuel collection, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, Arizona, New Mexico, they're all different, but you can, you can, you can get like, uh, the venomous, I mean the collection license. So the collection permit that I get in New Mexico every year, I get 10 of this species, 10 Western diamondbacks, only two Serbs because you can only find them on one mountain and you're not going to find two Serbs in New Mexico, but the bag limit is two. Um, you know, Microroides, the bag limit is two. So, like, you get basically 10 of every species of crotalids, except for those two are two. So, there's bag limits on all those things. So, where does that, that's for collection. But does that mean you can keep them? Can you keep them for 24 hours? Can you only keep them? Can you cross state lines? How long can you be in each state with them if I'm transporting them back to Colorado? Right. Like, those are all things that is more than just, can I have these at my house and asking the sheriff down the street, right? So yeah. that was to Jen's point earlier that there's a lot more that goes into it and uh, and really knowing your stuff. And and here's the thing, dude, network, talk to people, talk to everybody, know everybody who knows everything about it. Make friends with the Department of Game and Fish people. Make friends with those guys, like you said, the brass, and let them know who you are. You're a doctor. We talk, Jen and I talk about protocols, and we're working on some protocol stuff, too, behind the scenes right now. And, um, you know, does your doctor know you're coming? If he does, does he know what you have? Or does he just have CROFAB? <laughs> like, what, where do you get your antivenom? What's on your protocols? Where is the closest place with that? Does your doctor know to send you there? Like, poison control. Let's talk about that. Lots of accidents happen from poison control because people go in and say they got bit by a cobra. They give them Symer, and it was a uh, Indian Cayuthia. Like, yeah. they aren't even close, right? Yeah. So, and we've talked about that on a lot of our podcast stuff when I've showed up, but I wanted to bring that up to Jen's point, like, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it responsibly, like there's a lot more that goes into it. When I was in Colorado, um, I just called the CSR, Colorado Revised Statutes, or yeah, it's C CRS, Colorado Revised Statutes, and I asked the lady, I was like, hey, where can I find all the information I need on venomous permitting? She goes, this article, this page, here's the website, here's the link, third paragraph, second line, start there. And it said, you, you live in Colorado, you, you can't. Somebody that knew. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, and I, I don't know if they had it like, <clears throat> internally under index or what. And I mean, it was super simple. It was two. It was two sentences. It said you live in Colorado, you're fucked. You can't own anything. So <laughs> it's super short. But um, that's not the point, right? Like, like do like when you were talking about due diligence. And I just the reason I brought it up is because uh, when I was listening earlier and Jen brought it up, you know, do your info, get your info, wherever. And that's why I put in the chat. I was like, but you know, where do you start? Let's get somebody the good starting points, right? So. Yeah. There's a lot to that because collection permits versus native versus non-native versus exotics versus there's a, there's just so much to it. And then knowing where your anti-venom comes from, that's super important too. Because people, you, we ask people at every show, we ask three people this weekend in St. Louis at the NRBC show. They're like, oh yeah, well, I keep all these hots and whatever. It's like, cool, where does your anti-venom come from? They're like, I mean, like the hospital. The hospital? <laughs> like, that's yeah. exactly right, dude. And I'm like, okay, so we should have, here. We have one chair in our booth that we stand in all day for a reason. It's not for us. Have a seat. <laughs> and, you know, a BBIND, it's it's tedious. I mean, it's a lot of paperwork, and it's actually not that much paperwork. It's having that good relationship with your own doctor so that they'll sign off on it for you 
But a BBIND really isn't that hard to get. I mean, it's not. It, no, it, it isn't. And, and having so, your doctor, like if something happens, if something happens, who are they going to call? Obviously, call 911. Here's the species. Here's the tag. Phil, I mean, go back to other episodes. When we had the last one we talked about, we talked about having the tag for your animal on a, on a carabiner. Yeah. You put that on your belt loop. So if something happens, it just goes with you. Yep. Like, do you yep. know what I mean? Like, it has everything listed. Like, I thought that was a fantastic idea. I was actually super jealous. I didn't think of it first. Yeah, I can't um, take credit for that. That was that's, I know. Uh, Derek. Derek, he's a genius for that shit. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Yeah. I highly recommend that. But that's a, that's a great way to go. But who's that going to, right? Right. Next, next thing down the list is now you're calling, you know, my friend, Spencer Green, Nick Brandehoff. I already had the conversation. Hey, if this happens, can they call you? Sure, 100%. So if I'm out cold, it says right on there, like, you give you give me exactly as many vials of whatever they say and nothing more, nothing less, unless they say so, right. period. <laughs> like, basically a written power of attorney for these doctors because um, because it's it's you're trusting a lot of people who don't always know. No, yeah. and they don't. And a lot of times the some of the hospitals won't reach out to other won't reach out to the toxicologist and the specialist. We've recently dealt with a bite like that where the hospital basically refused to speak to any of the specialists. I called. Um, we had a couple of my other docs call and they just they refused to deal with it. And it ended up being a huge shit show. I'm, and I that. it's it is absolutely awful. And there's going to be permanent comorbidities, morbidities that are going to occur and that are going to have that this person's going to have because it was absolutely treated improperly. And, you know, when you talked about having the list down, so when you're dealing with your own protocols, you can write your own protocols out. That's not a problem. But I have a list that sits on my door. I have a list in my phone. My phone has a medical ID in it. So if somebody finds me unconscious or something happens, you go straight to it, you hit on it and it goes down, it goes down the list with all of my stuff, my medications, blah, 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 and issues, a long list of those. And then it gets to, I have animals in my home. Should this be blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and it lists. And I have every emergency person listed so that one, my animals can be taken care of. Two, they know where my protocols are in my phone because I keep the JSON algorithm for the military algorithm in there. And I keep a copy of my digital from Joe Pittman. And then I have my own in there. So all of that is easily accessed with inside my phone. If by chance I'm somewhere out or I'm out in the field or I'm at a, a place, you know, I'm doing or a scene. Or, or you're unconscious when they show up. Like, right. So Joe you know, do digital now we, yeah, he has actually, he yeah. does. He has a nice. USB that you can get. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, but there's there's always something there. And I also have written in mind that these are the people that you need to speak to. So Nick and Sean, they're all listed on my paper, along with who's going to care for my snakes, who's going to pick them up, who can you know do all of this. But then you take it a step further as to, you know, I have a healthcare proxy saying that, you know, if I have to be intubated, if it goes this way, if I trend this way, if it gets to this, this is what my wishes are. This is what I want done. And this is the person that's going to execute what's going on there. This is going to be my healthcare proxy that can speak for me if I'm not able to yeah. speak for myself or understand what's going on. I even have it listed to where if there is expired antivenine is the only thing that's available for that species, then by all means, 
use it. And I, I, it. I do not hold you liable. I do not it. hold it. I'll take, I'll take all that. the anti-venom over no anti-venom. Yeah, right. So I like, you know, I have it all, but I'm a worry wart and I've seen the worst and been through the worst. So I go that far with mine. Yeah. Well, I'll also say that talking about the IMD stuff. So like Henry just commented on the thing. He says, uh, it, doctors don't sign off on it and he's had more than 12 shit all over him i've had like six because i don't have a i don't have a a, a a normal doctor and i don't have a relationship with a normal doctor so and so they I, just they wouldn't touch it yeah they're, they're like oh no i know exactly what that is but i'm not signing it and it's like well why not you're you're gonna be my doctor i want you i trust you i want you to be my doctor like nope and that's because they so don't want to deal, they don't deal with it You've got to get in there and, and build that relationship. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I'm talking about these are, these are legitimate friends of mine who really are, are. Oh, yeah. They're like, dude, I can't, man. I can't. They're worried about liability. They're right, worried about right. the hospital suing him. They're worried about me suing him. They're worried about my sister's mother's cousin's former roommate suing them. Oh, yeah. But, so, you know, that, that BBIND doesn't give you justification or it doesn't give you a license to administer it to yourself. It just gives you a license to possess that antivenin so that medical professionals can administer when it's needed. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. This is Florida. Everyone sues everyone. So. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's how. So Henry and I have we've already made contacts with like the venom producers and not producers, right. excuse me, the antivenin manufacturers, you know, the vaccine producers. And we already like, you know, put money aside and everything to start building our own little thing. I even talked to Carl Barton about it in terms of like trying to be like a little not not a vein, but a capillary in the right. floor, in the Florida venom system. And mm -hmm. I just I just need an MD to sign the fucking form and spend a little money, you know, so it'll happen. It's just we're, we're being patient with it. Well, I'm applying to med school at the end of next year. So, I mean, if you can hold off just a couple of years and don't get fucked up until then, we'll talk. <laughs> well, uh, I will duly remember that. <laughs> so. It's only a bloody life, Phil. Why would it be important? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. You know, Eichel, like, you, you've, got, you've got half a vested interest in your own health, for fuck's sake. Um, now, look, medical protocols are, are medical protocols. They don't necessarily have to be followed by the doctor, but they do need to be consulted. They do. Okay? And so at the end of the day, the physician that is treating you is the person that has the, the jurisdiction over you at the end of the day. But you can still affect somewhat of your medical care by having that protocol. And if that protocol should really be validated by a snakebite professional, the biggest problem that we see is that people put it together a protocol and that protocol might be written in one country, and that isn't applicable to the laws of another country necessarily. So it should be run by people in the country that you are sitting in. So if you've got protocols from the US and you're trying to apply them in Canada, there might be issues. If you're trying to apply those in Australia, there might be issues. And so these are things that people need to look at. And yeah. you know, fostering that relationship with your medical professionals, your doctors, your state-based herpetologists, the people that the doctors are going to talk to to get that identification confirmed, speak to those people. Send them through your fucking species list. Do all of this ahead of time because you do not want to be trying to catch up while right. you're sitting there dying on a fucking hospital bed. That's it. Exactly right. That's it. I mean, it doesn't need to be a catch-up when your life's on the line. So, And I agree with that wholeheartedly. 
You know, it's 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 part of being what's called a fucking responsible venomous keeper. And if we want people to take the hobby seriously, the hobby needs to start taking themselves fucking seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well put. Otherwise, we're just going to yeah. see more like that fuck with in Rayleigh. It's just as simple as that. And hey, let's let's be real. Uh, a lot of us have little mini refrigerators in our snake room. Just just saying. Even if there is no FDA paperwork, just saying. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, line breaks up at the right the right moment then, didn't it? So. Hey, can I ask a question, Jen? Absolutely. Why don't, you use, why don't you guys in the States use funnel facts? Is that something that you guys have never tried or you don't I'm know sorry. about? Or? I didn't hear you. A funnel trap. A funnel trap. Why don't funnel you guys trap? use funnel traps over there? So... That was that was an option. I just went with the easier, more accessible option. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't, mean, don't get me wrong. It's easy to fucking criticize after the fact, and that's not what I'm doing. No, um, no, no. I'm Absolutely. It was, it was considered for me to make one, but at the time, it was just so much easier to keep people out of the way and do it the way that we did it. Um, yeah. It, it just, it was the decision at the end of the day that I made, but a funnel trap would have been an option, but it might would have taken longer with the routes that he was taking. We had been watching him on video and seeing yeah. what he was doing. So like I said, I just, I went with the easier option to sit there and go with it, but that would have been another, a great viable option for us to have. It's just, it was a time consuming effort and me being, two hours away at a time and having to come back every time there was a sighting uh, and drive back <laughs> up. And then, you know, sit there and bitch and say, look, nobody go chase that fucker back under the porch. Wait for me to get there. Leave it the fuck alone. It was just, that was just... Yeah, but they all think they're fucking Steve Owen. Oh, please, dear fucking God. It was... <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you... Yeah. I would have performed uh, all kinds of hideous, heinous sexual favors on camera if somebody could have walked up and just picked that little bastard up. I, I really would have. It was that. You can see him on the video, and I mean, he's just squealing and squalling and hauling ass into this little, little bitty crack and crevice. And I just, I I would have loved to have seen somebody, somebody just go down and just, you know, be like, hey, come here, fucker. I got you. No worries, boo. You're going in my pocket. It just wasn't going to happen. It, it just at that time, but yeah, a funnel trap would have been a good. It would have been a good one, and I hated to do what I did, but. but it, it oh, look at the end of that. Yeah, exactly, and that's with uh, funnel traps too. Um, part of it with funnel traps too is is you have to you have to rely on having those fences and walls to literally funnel them into the funnel trap, um, you know, fencing, whatever. And, and in some circumstances, I think that that might work better than others, but if there's a lot of ways in and out or whatever, then it requires lots of traps or, you know, it's just not, and I'm not arguing at all. I'm just saying that there's certainly some circumstances that are better than others where if you know, he's coming out that one place often, um, it's an easy way just to get him in that one spot. Um, I've used funnel traps. I've used funnel traps in the field for survey work for years, mate. Um, from what I'd seen from that situation, a funnel trap probably would have been fine. You would have put it just up against the hole 
as the snake comes out of the fucking hole, it goes straight into the yeah. bunker. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not... It's not the end of the world. It's not, he it's had not a hard bunch of different areas he was coming in and out of in between the bricks. And it just, like I said, it, it was one of those things. And we've used funnel traps for coral snakes when we're working with coral snakes uh, in the field. And it works phenomenal. They work great. Yeah. Three years of research in the field, two of those were for zoos um, and doing field research. And funnel traps are, are awesome. I think, it's, I think, I think they're fantastic. Hopefully, I won't ever yeah. have to use one. Never ever say never ever. I said hopefully, hopefully, maybe that'll that's the caveat before that I won't have to do it again since I'm retired now. So I uh, I hope people will be more responsible. Um, if something does happen, they let us know immediately so that we can help and you know keep the shit show from going wide open for three fucking days, you know, and then causing the nation to go into an uproar and on a witch hunt for everyone that has venomous in their homes. I mean. Honestly, though, Jen, I think, unfortunately, we're starting to see the the worst of it and it's only going to get worse. It's not I, that people too. didn't do things poorly beforehand. It's that they didn't have fucking cameras in their pocket to film themselves doing that stupid shit all the time. And the problem is now is the more stupid you can do, the more um, the more likes you get, and that's seemingly more popular to certain fucking people. And this is why we see what we see. Simple as that. No, nope. they're fucking sideshow. I, I agree. It's that psychosis that you know these folks have because it is a psychological condition where look at me, I need this, I have to have this. The more attention I get, whether it's negative or positive, it just it, it feeds that ego. It inflates that inner dick that they have to put out to everybody else. And I, I'm I hate it. I really do. And I, I said it in the chat earlier and I've said it at least four times on this uh, on this platform. It's our fault as as people. The more we like and follow Every time they do it, the more they're going to do it. If nobody liked it and followed it, then it wouldn't happen yep. because there would be no reason for them to do it. So the reality is, I mean, not me personally, because if somebody's doing something like that, I immediately unfollow them because I don't support so, it. But, so I, but I it's say them. our fault because we are the ones that are giving them the, we're basically, you know, we're giving them the reward. For negative behavior, you wouldn't do that with the dog, but we do. Oh, it's it like a car Everybody's rubbernecking. That's that's exactly what yeah. it is. Whether it's Wait positive or negative, they're rubbernecking and they're just tacking on to it. I mean, look at traffic. You know, you get a small little fender bender. Traffic backs up for five miles because everybody's slowing down to see if they can see something the that they can at? put on their fucking social media, or they can call and be like, "Look, I just saw somebody's finger laying on the fucking middle of the highway." You know, or it's ridiculous, and it's no different than that. It really isn't. But you know what? Those people. I think we should stop talking about them as being part of the venomous community. We don't see a fucking sideshow carnival shooting game as part of the fucking gun community, right? They're a fucking carnival sideshow bullshit and they're not part of the actual arms community, okay? So we should start to see them as not part of the venomous community anymore, but just a sideshow fucking act 
And that's all yes. they are. That's all they are. They're nothing more than that. We should, but this little ditch still has a large part of the venomous community supporting him. Yeah, as as do as do double of his fucking friends, you know. So, Not the professionals. Yeah, but no, no, none that? of the professionals, Brent. I don't don't disagree. None of the professionals think that he's got people who are worth their salt. And here's my thing: is I didn't know who this kid was until this went down. So all the bullshit that went down before this, I didn't even hear about it. So well, let me, maybe let me, I'm not tuned in enough. After all the bullshit that we went through, after all of this and all the legislation and all this fucking shit that we're dealing with right now, the judicial system gave that fucker permission. I'm sorry. Gave this person permission to go to Florida to work with someone Handling venomous and continuing his TikTok handling venomous. While I'm so who is Florida? Oh, the, the, the thing, the thing was, too. This guy got smashed by a fucking um, uh, an Eastern Green Mamba. Fucking what? Three months beforehand? Four months yeah. beforehand? He oh, did. When we went in, when we went in, everything was good. There was no reason for me to seize his animals at that time. He had 29 venomous at that time. And within less than three months, he went to 74 venomous. Yeah. And and yeah. there's a fine line that I have to ride with going in and saying, okay, this is what you can fix. There's nothing, you know, egregious going on here. There's nothing that's just blaring in our face. This is what you need to fix. And it's something that can be fixed in five minutes. I can't justify seizing those animals and taking them out of the house and then, you know, being martyred on every side because I, I overreached because it was a simple accident. It was something that happened. You know, it, yeah. there's so many different ways to see it. And then this comes up and it's like, well, fuck, you know, why didn't we just go ahead and do it? Because it was the right thing to do at the time. We did the right thing. But it all here. falls on the responsibility of that person who's doing it to make sure that they continue doing it right. But to your point, after all of the shit show and those two scenarios that you mentioned already, then there was also after all that and the legislation was laid down, animals were taken, can't have them anymore, permits were lost, probation was put in force. And then a month later, it was like, well, yeah, I mean, if that's how you make your money is on doing stupid things on... Uh, molesting native wildlife and venomous animals on TikTok is how you make your money. Then go ahead and go back to doing that. You just can't do it here. It's and just like, a slap in the face. Yeah, that 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 basically like just basically set all the good work that could have came out of that back another. Getting bit by years. the mamba, mistake. <laughs> it can happen. All right. Lying about a fucking spitting cobra being loose. For seven and a half fucking months and then lying about it when you get caught and then tell, I do appreciate the truth being told. I do. I really do. However, what the fuck? That's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. That's a conscientious fucking decision to say I fucking lied. I fucking lied because it wasn't because I was scared, you know, somebody was going to get hurt. I was scared because somebody might actually come and take my my, my playthings away. But and that's he was scared. Up. He was scared because he was fucking busted, and he knew he was busted. That's just, that's what it comes down to. That's the only reason he wrote. He owned up. He only owned up because he got caught. 
There was no. He was well and truly ready to let that snake just disappear off into the ether. He oh, wasn't right. telling people about it. He only came out about it after it fucking was seen. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It was posted in a Facebook group when it escaped. Yeah. But not 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 given to me. Not given to any of the local authorities. Anything like that. And it just it floors me because we we put ourselves out there to help anybody that wants help or needs help. And if you can lie to me after I offer you help and I do everything that I can for you, then I got nothing else fucking for you. And disappointment is one thing. I can be disappointed in people. You know, that's that's one thing. But to come right out and then start a bunch of drama and lies and going around in circles I have fucking problems with that shit. I, I really fucking do, especially if I bend over backwards to be nice to you. You know, it's it, then it becomes personal. It really does. And well, you're not going to be nice the next time, are you? Do what? You're not necessarily going to be nice the next time, are you? You know uh, what I mean? It jades, it jades you as a person, as and yeah. and while you can, while everyone can sit there and go, you know what? I'll, I'm not going. I'll give everyone a, a fair shake right at the start. If you keep getting shit over or shit on every time, you start to get the shits across the board. You know what I mean? Like that's just how we are as people. It's it's the reality of it. We all yeah. try to be unbiased, but we're not unbiased. We're all biased in we some are. way, shape, or form. We are. And after thirty years of this, I'm just an aggravated fucking cunt. That's what the fuck I am. <laughs> Well, on, on that egregious note, I'm going to get fucking moving. But uh, great to talk with you guys and keep keep doing what you're up to. Eh? No, and thank you for asking about, you know, the funnel trap and stuff. I, I really appreciate that. All good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott. Bye, Scott. Okay. Um, but we've said it on here, too, before to that point that, you know, at a children's birthday party, there's 20 kids and none of them are supposed to swim until two o'clock. And the one asshole kid that jumps in at one thirty, now nobody gets to swim, you know? And, and again, to that point in this one scenario, you know, that one aside, these are the ones that 1.73 million kids are learning how to deal with venomous animals from, right? That's where the issue comes in. What we emulate what we see and there's all kinds of children that are on there and they think we we glamorize, you know, yeah. we over glamorize what's going on with it. And because this person, they don't show you the fuck ups. They don't show you the bikes. They don't show you, you know, the oh shit moments. They show the cool sides of it. And then you've got kids. I mean, looking on there and they're going, oh, my God, that is, you know, and they're so starry eyed and they're so like, well, I can do this, too. You know, I can. I want two million followers. And, and it's not just this scenario. There's a lot of people on a lot of social media platforms doing mm -hmm. the same thing. They are. And as long as it's glamorized, it's going to be an issue. But it's making our job as professionals in the industry, trying to educate people on how to do the right thing, exponentially more difficult. Psych. He hit a real dead spot on that one. Yeah. I, I agree with him. It does make yeah. it harder on us. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are still going to look because, like I said, it's that car wreck. It's that train yeah. wreck. And people want to see it. And it's yeah, one of those that's, things. That's kind of the funny part about it, too, that, that sort of cracks me up is, like, they think that everyone's watching because they think it's cool and that it's it's – 
like amazing and it's like that's what? not the case man they're all waiting for to blow up my <laughs> inbox is filled all the time with hey look at this or hey look at that and i'm like for fuck's sake guys come on i i don't want to see it i, I just I, I don't you know it's my grandkids will be like grammy did you see do you know who so-and-so is are they okay to watch? And I'm like, no, that's a dipshit. We don't, we don't do dipshit. That's, that's not responsible. When and, we don't. and it's funny you mentioned that because there's so many dipshits out there mm -hmm. that know how to do it correctly. They just don't. And they don't like it. It's mind boggling to me. Like I know for a fact, you know, Bob over here, he's got 15 years experience with some of the best handlers in the world, right. but he's still booping snoots on, fucking neurotoxic shit like i don't understand it so oh well well I... they'll but, figure it out that you know the yeah. scientific method what is yeah. it it's step one <laughs> fuck around step two find out yeah and you might not live to fix that you know and that's the whole thing that everybody just doesn't seem to understand and it's just it's a it's a psychological thing. It really, truly is. It's just, it's one addiction for another. I, I just, I can't fathom picking up anything like that. Yeah. You know, grabbing a, the, any species of, you know, cobra or anything like that. Just being like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to hold it like yeah. a corn snake. Come yeah. here, puppy. Mommy loves you. Yeah. You know, give me kisses. You and know? What, what gets me is because just like you, people send me this stuff all the time. And, and like, it's that same concept of, hey, I just killed this snake in my yard. Let me send you a bunch of pictures of how I mutilated this poor defense little animal. I, I, I get where some people are coming from and I get where others are coming from. But what kills me is when I sit down and I actually look at some of this stuff and like guy with a cobra in his hand and you'll see who is who knows what they're doing to a certain extent. Let's, mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to glorify free handling at all, but you'll see someone who knows how to work with animals and they're calm as a cucumber, you know, they're cold as ice. And then you see another guy and the hand is trembling and it's like, you know, what you're doing is wrong, but you're <laughs> still doing it. I can see that I'm outside hand. of my body watching. And my now the snake thinks you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. too. And, and that's the thing is too, is I won't even notice the fingers trembling. Like, it, let's say it's a cobra and the hood's open. You'll see the hood reverberating. <laughs> and it's like, well, I know the snake doesn't have the shivers. You know what I'm like, saying? Like a parachute. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why is that? Co Does that cobra have chihuahua blood in it? <laughs> it's an applehead cobra. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. exactly. It's an applehead. It's, it's hydrocephaly. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh, my God. But you're right. And I know where you're going with not glorifying freedom. Difference. There are certain individual, I don't want to say, you know, specific species, but there are individual snakes that do respond differently to tools and to touch. Sure. And sure. I mean, I've had, I've had them come through too, where it's, you know, it's different, but it's that individual, but there's still an opportunity. You still have tools. You still have things that go on. Right. I've got some friends that are absolutely beyond amazing with these animals and the way that they work with them, but they're not free handling to the point where it is taking pictures with it and just holding it up and, you know, doing yeah. that, that glorified hooded shot to where, you know, we can see the bulge in your pants trembling as you're holding the snake up because both are in the picture. It's, I, I get yeah. that, but there are always going to be individual snakes 
that you can handle a little differently. I don't yeah, want to say completely yeah. free handle, but you can be more hands-on with because it's a better response from the snake itself. And, right. and I get that. And like I that's, said, I've and had, that's something I've had them too. That's something that Henry and I always talk about is that there's free handling and there's manual mm -hmm. manipulation. There you go. And that's and, on the most. And there's whether it's the fact that the situation evolved and I have to abandon my tool and go hands-on for whatever reason, or the simple fact that the snake doesn't like the hook, <clears throat> excuse me. And I can, I can start with a hook and end with a hand or however it goes, but it all comes down to the training and it comes down to, like you said, the individual animal. It is. And it's an individual relationship, you yeah. know, and like you said, if you're calm, we all have our own signature sense, so to speak. Sure. sure. So, and we're dealing with, cognitive animals. I get tired of hearing that same old bullshit that these animals don't know anything. They don't recognize anything. They do. They absolutely know. My, my snakes know the difference between me and between brand or between you. Does it mean that they won't bite me? Absolutely not. Those fuckers will take every chance that they can. And, and right. I know that I face value. I know what I'm dealing with, but if we're fearful, they pick up on it. A fearful animal is one of the most dangerous animals in the world, whether it's mammalian, whether it's us, you know, primate, non-human primates. It doesn't matter. A fearful animal is the most dangerous animal in the world because they're unpredictable and you don't know what's going to happen. And they pick up on it. And we are huge, scary predators to them. So if we're shaking our bones off, if we're scared to damn death, they pick up on it the same way a dog picks up on it or, you know, anything else. It's and like they can smell fear. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, and I'll fight that till the day I die. I get tired of hearing, oh, it's aggressive. No, it's defensive. And it knows yeah. you're scared to death. It's scared of what you're going to do because you have. All the cards, you have yeah. all the cards. You're, you're the big, scary piece of shit. That's got yeah. guns. That's got shovels, you know, whatever the hell it is. And they know that. And it's, I, I just get tired of it. I really do. Um, you guys will see on my Facebook every once in a while, I'll get a twitch in my ass and I'll be like, you know, for God's sake, put down the fucking shovel and step away from the snake or, you know, yeah. different things like that. And typically if I get a picture of a dead snake in my inbox, you know, what kind of snake is this? It's a fucking dead one. That's what it is. You know, that's the Does identity that goes with it. You know, <laughs> at this point, it's dead. Now, if it's somebody who was truly fearful and, you know, it was a dangerous situation, human life comes first. God, did I just say that? Human life comes first. That's 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 the government job talking. Yes. <clears throat> it's hard to swallow. Um if they're truly in danger, I, I understand. And there are some people that are like, look, I, I didn't have a choice. I don't know what it was. It was in this. I'm sorry I'm sending this to you, but could you please tell me what it is? And those people I tend to have a little more leeway with. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm happy to tell you. I don't ever cuss them out, you know, and be like, oh, you. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes I do. If they're pricks about it, I do. But um, there's a way for us to educate them so that they they know for the next time, you know, here, there's an online app. These are snakes in your area. Why don't you look at this first and you can go through and the juveniles and the neonates look different than what the adults do. It'll show you all different color phases. Look at that first. And you know what? I'm great with that. I have this big thing. Education is infectious and it's yeah. key. So if we teach one person, if that one person goes out and just teaches one more person, 
then, you know, we've got this little cascade going to where, you know, we're slowly starting to build towards that educated group that can reach out to more. And you can attract more flies with honey than you can with shit. I mean, yeah. grandma had something right, but <laughs> it, it's one of those. And sometimes it's real hard for us to see, you know, I don't like seeing dead dogs stacked on top of each other. You know, when yeah. I, Worked as a euthanasia technician. I hated having to euthanize 500 animals a week. Yeah, it didn't matter what kind of animal it was. So, but it bothers me just as much, if not more, to see a snake being persecuted just because it's a fucking snake. Yeah. Well put. Well put. Brent. Brent. I had an out of beef yeah. pocket yeah. experience. I was thinking about, yeah, I'm sorry. You were going to say something, honey? Were you going to say something, Puddin? Oh, probably. Probably nothing important. It's always important. Oh, yeah, I was just say, no, I think I was just going to say that I'm, I'm finally home 12 hours, 12 and a half hours later. I just pulled up to the house. So I'm going to I'm gonna go in there and do that. Yeah, stop talking to us, man. Go home. <laughs> go visit with the pig and the goat. Uh, tomorrow. All right, go to fucking I love sleep. you guys very much. Thanks for letting me jump on and talk some shit with you. I of course. I really appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, buddy. Jan, I love Anytime. you. Uh, Jan, call, call me when you get off of here, Jan. I'll have a JMO with you. And uh, you boys take I got care. a whole bottle yeah. sitting beside me, an extra one. We're good. Call, call, me, call me when you get off of here, and uh, I'll be ready. Oh, okay. See you later, Brent. <laughs> I love <laughs> I don't think that was on purpose. I think his phone oh. kicked out again. Yeah. <laughs> I love my adopted children, all of them, That's as good. special as they are. <laughs> He's a special boy. He is a special boy, and I love him very much, very much. It's always funny because everybody's always closer to my kids or my grandkids' age than I am. So it's I'm like mom to every fucking body. Come on, baby. You can do it. I think it's a ghost. I don't think it's actually him. He's he's butt dialing us. <laughs> I was I was just about to say like the phone's in his pocket. We're gonna start hearing a can opener in a second. <laughs> that weird plug into the wall dildo is gonna be making noises again. Oh yeah. dear God, please no! I still I, I refuse to have it in my house because I hear that shit in my sleep sometimes. <laughs> no, I don't want to touch your dirty snake under your bed. It's gross. It's disgusting. Why is it covered in baby oil? Or other things. Yeah. So it's gross. Yeah. That's the look I get. <laughs> Awful. Awful. All right. Well, we're at almost three hours. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, good. no, that's good. good. Um, if you want people to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they can get a hold of me on Facebook. I don't typically add a lot of people that I don't know. <laughs> or somebody, but they can always send a message or they can send it to code venom trauma solutions at gmail.com. I don't give my phone number out to everybody because I'm not a nice lady. If you call me in the middle of the night, I really am not. No. Brent keeps trying to come back in, but his, his service isn't there. Is it him or is I don't it? know. I just like I kicked him and now it's he popped back in. So I think he's maybe he's trying to send us a message. Maybe he's he's being attacked by a Louisiana skinwalker or something. 
Thank you, God. Wow, that got dark quick. <laughs> well, I kind of want right. the video to come up if that's happening. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? Speaking he, he, of train wrecks, let's just go he, ahead and fucking jump on this. Say so he walks there in his he house. Is. There's a troop of raccoons cooking him dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking his, his booze. Family. Drinking his booze. They're all Brent. sitting there like, what? <laughs> They're going to start throwing darts at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Are you live? I don't know what happened. Apparently, I get worse service when I'm on Wi-Fi at my house in Louisiana than I do in the forest. We were just we talking just, about the raccoons taking over all your shit. Yeah. And a Louisiana skinwalker. Oh, no. Attacking you. We got armadillos and shit, too. So that could be a thing. Leprosy. <laughs> oh, I love leprosy. That is just oh, such a forgotten fucking illness. I love it. I wish I it was more bad. I always but, want to know, is it if you eat the dillo or is it if you touch them? It, it can actually be just, just by blood, blood transmission, dude. You can touch the blood of a dead one and still get it. Really? Drink the blood of one and get it. Just Do lick it. it. Just just lick it. it. The, sh the just... schnozberries taste like leprosy, not schnozberries. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lick it. There's so much hairy up close. But I only jumped back on so I could tell all you guys that I, I love you. and I, I gotta go now, but I love you guys and thank you for having me on. I love, love you too. too. Alright, buddy. I'll call you in a minute. Okay. Make bye. good choices. <laughs> I've been married six times. Obviously, I don't fucking know what that is. <laughs> good choices. Fuck. Yeah, that was that was rich. Anyways, thank you guys well, so much. Yeah, this is awesome. It's one of my favorite episodes easily. Yeah, it's a great Aww. episode. Well, anytime if you guys need anything, but anybody can reach out to me. Um, I'm more than happy to answer questions. I don't know the answers to everything, but I've got a pretty good idea of where to look or who I can get a hold of to get that answer for you. Awesome. Um just step it up. If you're an asshole keeper and you're listening to this, there's no excuse for you to be an asshole keeper. Um, just bring it around and be legit. I mean, and if you need help with that, then what can I do to help? You know, yeah. if you're a good keeper and you want to make it better, please, God, reach out. I mean, we all have this huge, huge collective of experience. There's just no excuse for us to let our egos keep us from reaching out and going, hey, bro. I'm having a problem with this one. This is what's going on, or I'm, you know, having this issue, or I don't know whether I'm legal or not. Just reach out to somebody, you know, but don't listen to the bro pack, you know, the little devils yeah. on your shoulders saying it doesn't matter. Nobody sees it. Nobody does. And you may get away with it for the rest of your life, or you may end up with somebody on your porch and those animals suffering the consequences for it. So yeah, there's always a better way. There really is. And if anybody's in North Carolina, look me up, man. If I'm close or you're close, we can all get together, sit down, shoot the shit. Doesn't matter who it is. I'm always willing to reach out to other people. I mean, that's what we're here for. So just don't be an asshole. There's no shortage of resources now, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's there probably isn't. easier now than ever to, to get into it's just making sure they're legitimate resources, accurate yeah. resources. Right. Right. That's the biggest. If Wikipedia is your fucking reliable resource, then go ahead and suck start that shit. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I love it. I warned you. I warned you. I know, and I was, I was, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, I and I've you, been was good like, tonight. <laughs> I've been good. I've been in grandma mode tonight. So I mean, it's it great. Works, it's good. But it's it good. just, you know, it's there. So, but thank you guys so much. It's been nice to talk to other adults, um, <laughs> other than the fucking dog. Oh, he's laying in his Yoda chair right now. Um, nice. He got tired of listening to us and it's been real good to get out there and it was nice to meet Scott and, you know, I don't really meet a lot of people in this. Like I said, I'm kind of one of those taboo glue trap kind of people. We, so. we love talking to Scott. Anytime Scott's like, send me the link. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Oh no, I, I enjoyed it. He had great points. So anyway. and it's crazy. He's in the future. It's crazy. Yeah. He's in, he's all the way in Australia. <gasps> The accent didn't give it away. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, he might have been a transplant or something. He could be an Australian dude living in California, for all we know. He dude, may I actually live it. in Utah, and we don't know that. He just tells us all he lives in Australia. I love it when they come over and train with us here. It, it's the best thing in the world because my my language, ah, my vocabulary just fits right in every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, you know, I do fit right in with those guys. It's but we all have problems with accents in the beginning. Like, I can't understand you. Like, we can't fucking understand you, you know? <laughs> all right, let's all get drunk and we all slur and we all understand each other. So, yep. but thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, If I can do anything for you guys, let me know and I'll be Absolutely. down your way soon, Justin. So I've got some okay. classes coming up down there. So uh, I'll let you know when those are coming up and, cool. uh, I'm not sure when I'm coming back to Florida. I don't I don't know. Let me know. I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna hit a couple of expos up here soon though. So I might have to try and travel out and meet more people and become more human, I guess. I don't know. Gross. I know yeah. people are dirty, man. And and I don't have enough Ajax and my skin and <laughs> I got pretty nails, so I don't like fucking them up, but <laughs> I'll do what I got to do, man. So, anyways, it's been swell. comment. Swelling's gone down. Thank what you. What do we do now? Do you guys just fucking boot me, hang up? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, this is episode 99, which, once again, is brought to you by Peter Sound Pythons. Check them out Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Uh, we will see everyone for, well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us for THP number 142 on Thursday. So yeah, 142. We'll see everybody later. Thanks, guys. Bye.